Hi, I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marco Sparks. And welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. Casual rewatch. We're doing season 4A of Pretty Little Liars. Doing episodes 401. A is for Alive. Uh, episode 404, FaceTime. 410, The Mirror Has Three Faces. And 411, Bring Down the Ho. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of this half season? I liked it a lot. Uh, especially since we only had to get <laughs> a quarter of it in the Toby stuff. Do you have any follow-up from last week? Any follow-up? Yeah. Um, you say that like I, I should say yes, I do, but I don't know if I do have any. Let me check our comments. Do you have any follow-up? You want to talk about meth? What do you have to say? I, mean, I just thought it was interesting because we, we posited the question about the meth, mm-hmm. and then there was the much-talked-about-now book that just came out, the interview in Fresh Air about uh, World War II, the Nazi soldiers were all hopped up on meth. Ben, I listen to NPR. Yeah, no, of course you don't. But anyway, uh, so basically they would be given a dose every 12 hours and some of them would be able to fight for like days until they were basically hallucinated yeah, out of the battlefield. Greenies. This is how uh, like Mickey Mantle and all the baseball players mm-hmm. brought them back mm-hmm. to the U.S. Also, the Fuhrer was most likely hooked on Oxy, mm-hmm. which is, you know, kind of how we plot. Okay. Um, and then one of our listeners, Sarah, who's opera famous, informed me that uh, she actually went to high school with Alexander Nathan, who plays uh, the blind gentleman from Jenna's oh, really? school. Yeah. What's he like? Apparently, he's a really cool guy. Seems like a cool guy. He seems like a cool guy. Yeah, let me take a look. I think we might have gotten a comment on our website page. So let me go ahead and pull that up before we get into 401 here. I mean, we definitely had like a big gap in these episodes, went from four to 10, but I didn't feel like I missed that much. No. Um, I was reminded of how much I hated the Toby's mom storyline. Spencer, I don't feel like asking questions. Oh, yeah. A lot of people, because we talked about uh, Android podcast apps and whatnot, um, we are on Google Play now. If anyone cares about that sort of thing. You can find us there. I believe the most popular recommendation for podcast apps on Android is something called Podcast Addict. So if you uh, find yourself with an Android phone, I guess you have some options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our condolences. Anyhow, let's how, get... How did you feel about this half season? I, well, I was just saying that. Yeah, I definitely was reminded how I hated that Toby's mom stuff. Other parts of it were... I, I think it's just really Toby's mom plotline drags it down so much that there were other things I just didn't enjoy as much as I should have. Like, there's plenty of other good stuff. Granted, we we cut over a lot of like Gamma Zeta die, like weirdness with the Grunwald, like Ravenswood. Like, we kind of bypassed all that, so that's influencing me a little bit. But, some good stuff there, and there's some not good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some. This is only here to set up a spinoff type mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like we got some of the good stuff. Um, didn't hate it as much as I remembered, although that might just be because we skipped over some of them. One of you has been touched by the one Allison fears the most. Oh, man. Lots of uh, theorizing about that going on. <laughs> All for naught. Anyhow, A is for Live is written and directed by I'm Arlene King. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go ahead and just jump right in it starts immediately where 
uh, season three, episode twenty-four, left off, where they're opening up the trunk of this uh, exhumed police car and screaming like, "Oh my god, what it is!" And we find out it's like a dead pig. Yeah, yeah, which is a weird reveal. The first of two in this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, That opening shot, though, of course, Spencer looks like she's three feet tall in the rest because she's in heels. (laughs) On. It's a weird setup because it's, you know, the next day they find Wilden dead in the Saints' face. I guess they wanted to, like, not have the girls get that information right away. So there's, like, this fake out with the pig. And then A is just like, all right, the liar's left. Now I'm going to wheel out Wilden's body and put it here instead. Yeah. I. Get... It's always tough when it's like there's a big, aha, mm-hmm. at the end of one season, the falling season, you, you reconvene in the writer's room. And someone's like. We're going to have to come up with something there because it's not going to be what I thought it was. Mona uses her skills to like steal the hard drive from the cop uh, car computer. The cop car computer, which like for some reason has these like purple LED lights inside the box for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that exists, but sure. I, I love that Emily immediately was like, that fucking bitch just set us up. <laughs> Emily is not on Team Mona, that is for sure. No, no. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so back to Spencer's place with the all exposition news channels playing. And Emily is just straight she's ready to fuck Mona up. Like she's ready to like break a bottle and put it in her face. Well, Mona's goading her. She's just like, You really were the weakest link. Look how strong I made you. And Emily's just like, That's it. I'm gonna cut a bitch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mona's straight up just like, Do you wanna know which of your friends were cowards? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Tonight Emily's gonna break her one rule. <laughs> oh, and Mona's just having fun the whole time doing it. I I mean we get this whole info dump where I I love this I wish they did this more like I feel like they should do this once a season mm-hmm. that's like let's clear the decks from some old mysteries mm-hmm. so that there's not like all these little questions hanging over she's like oh yeah Lucas was the one who gave you the massage I wasn't at the tower when like Ian fell uh, what's some of the other stuff we get um, Shauna knew Jenna from before she came to Rosewood she's in mm-hmm. love with her both afraid of Melissa uh, which checks out um Mona of course thought that CC was Alice when they talked at Radley. Uh, Mona recruited Toby when he got that job in Bucks County. Which I believe is sometime in season three. Yeah. Supposedly. I, I don't buy that. But. I you know, the the wiki is all over the place too. I was looking at the wiki for something or other the other day, and it was like talking about the homecoming episode. And there's one of the like the trivia notes is like mm-hmm. Mona recruited Toby in the following episode. It's like Bullshit. <laughs> no, I don't believe that's the case. Because he went and died in a motorcycle accident a, for a couple of He didn't have episodes. any job yet at that point. Yeah. 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 He didn't even have his GED yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she didn't push Ian off the bell tower, of course. I would have loved to hear the thud of some people who've just like were all in on some of these theories. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's easy to say she's lying, you know. Oh, yeah, there you go. Um, there's a the whole business with Melissa on the ghost train with Wilden being the Queen of Hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, I really feel like they're just trying to like brush that whole episode under the rug because it never made a ton of sense when he thought about it. Yeah. And so they're like, yeah, it was Wilden and he was freaking out about Garrett. Don't ask too many questions. Isn't it so nice that the liars never actually interact with the ghost girl? It's not like they have to sit there and theorize okay. about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which they will then make that mistake again with like the Ravenswood episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I, I I wish they did this more often. Just clear the decks a little, answer some of these minor mysteries. It is funny, like as we're gonna see through these next four episodes, there are just these 
like in retrospect, these huge flashing neon lights that CC is A. And it's like they completely Jedi mind tricked everyone by like dangling Ezra in front of them in 412. And suddenly I was just like, what? Oh, Ali vouch val- for CC. We'll just we'll forget about CC, even though it's, it was completely obvious that CC was A. Well, starting with the one that after this one, like up to where we mm-hmm. leave off in this rewatch, like, yeah, they're they're fully on board that she is A. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, yeah, because the other thing I always forget, like going back to this nether region of the show. Um, I love the detail when uh, Mona's not there the next morning, they freak out a little, and then she shows up with some coffee. Uh, number one, that she has a set of Emily's keys. She's like, oh, Emily, I borrowed your car. And Emily's like, the fuck? And she looks over. Her keys are still on the counter. And she's like, yeah, I have my own set. Also, Emily has been sleeping on the floor. Yeah. Oh, because they don't remember falling asleep. They think think she drugged her. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they think Mona drugged them. Uh, Not only does Mona have her own set of Emily's keys, but she gets their coffee orders exactly correct. And she's just rubbing it in their faces. It's great. I love Mona. Mona has never been better, I think, than in this episode. She's just having so much fun. I think also possibly she's never been gayer than in this episode. She is just like, Hannah, do I need to draw you a map? I am in love with you. Yeah. Yeah. You don't go on sexy shopping trips to Macy's unless you're in love with somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got the uh, just think, Hannah, we're this close to our first kiss. <laughs> uh, well, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, so they'll they'll go to like uh, um, they want everything that she's got on them. That's what their their demand. So she reluctantly agrees. They get stuck on traffic on the way, of course, find Wilden dead there in the middle of town. Um, and all of that is just the motherfucking teaser. It's a pretty long teaser. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, then they eventually move on and go to this uh, like trailer park. Uh, meanwhile, Toby is just woken up in the forest because he got conked on the head. I'm trying to remember. We've gotten the reveal of who did that. It was Jenna, right? I think. I think so. Yeah, tell Toby I'm sorry. Jenna. Yeah, well, I feel like it came back later at some point too. I mean, we know Shower Harvey was lurking around out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he found the Nigel Wright uh, lighter there, and he observes some firefighters like finding a red coat. I think this is where that that one song that they use later is playing the whole time too. Hmm. Um, it's like this like pop song. This is just like standing around. Somehow the firefighters are not seeing him. No, just standing there watching the whole time. All black in the woods, pacing like he's got to pee. Yeah, so the liars. There's this great bit in the the RV lair as they're going through all the bullshit that that she has on them. Um, and I love that Mona just like stands there, like halfway between like the darkness and the light, like literally watching them take this info in. Um, and then Spencer has to point out that the liars, like A's mindset, is essentially that of a cat who enjoys toying with their mice before devouring it. And like Mona smiles approvingly, mm-hmm. like you understand. <laughs> How and you understand me? I've never shipped them harder than <laughs> in that moment. I think Mona has only has eyes for Hannah in this episode. Yeah. Uh, her computer cuts out right before they can see it was supposedly Melissa in the video, and then uh, the whole laptop gets fried, like all her data got lost. I mean, I, I guess we can assume that was Melissa. She basically says it was yeah. in a later episode, so it's not a ton of mystery there. But Mona, yeah, Mona, it was Melissa and, and Wilden, but mostly Wilden. wasn't Mona chucking Arya in that box with Garrett. It's unclear, like, who is Wilden? There's this idea that Wilden's been taking orders from somebody else, possibly A. It's unclear if, like, Mona was there working with Wilden 
or just like ran into him there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we don't know how many of the various people in masks and and whatnot on that train were all working together, or maybe they were working for the same person but didn't know that the other was there. Yeah, it was pretty convoluted. Just the fucking like diagram. Well, who the hell is from that Mo- episode? Mona gives somebody, some A, presumably like Toby, maybe Cece. I don't know. She gives them bullets. Like, whatever happened with that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I just, <laughs> 70% of Toby being A, just like listening to Mona monologue dramatically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, she paints crazy mad. At, at one point, I believe it's Mona, or not Mona, um, Toby, who hides the the masks. Like, we watched that yeah, episode yeah, yeah. last time. I don't know why. I don't why know. do I get all the shitty jobs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, they hear some noises outside the trailer. Oh, Come out movie. to find a group of five young girls. I don't know, like seven, eight years old or whatever. Uh, all They're calling for Allison to come out and play. And they all have their own little dolls that they're playing with. And these are like just little mini versions of the rest of the liars. Yeah, so the liars have, have little girl analogs. And the girls themselves have their own little... <laughs> Like the the dolls that the girls have should also have like little mini dolls, or just yeah. have them on a shirt on them mm-hmm. or something. But yeah, like the fucking like like Meta Matryoshka doll that unwraps and coils here. Um, I like that Mona has one too. Like Mona's nerdy Mona. Mona's kind of oh. uh, semi officially joined the liar squad. She's well, like sixth ranger now. Isn't Hannah's doll like a little pump? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Hannah kind of scoffs at that. Like this is like no other show could like do this and like so tongue-in-cheek while winking at you <laughs> the, the little Ar- mini aria is wearing like a leather jacket and like crazy aria clothes all of that this her doll her doll has a pink streak mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i know it's 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 so ludicrous it is wonderful uh, this is like i don't know i mean for people who like just give i marlene king like a ton of shit as if she's the only writer on the show like, give her some praise. Like, that scene is so insane. <laughs> well, seemingly, I guess Cece had been coming there, pretending to be Allison and, like, recruiting her own little, like, eight-year-old girl gang. It's this beautiful, like, layered fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cece's just, like, telling these girls, don't worry, it's a slow burn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Pam is working for the cops, of course, and she doesn't seem all that shook up about Wilden. No. She's like, yeah, Wilden died. That mm. creep would try to talk to me one time. Anyway, Jessica De Laurentiis is moving back. Yeah. And she instantly has a new, like, welcome basket for Jessica De Laurentiis. I don't know where she... Uh, does she make those things? Does she just buy them from, yeah. like, Whole Foods? I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. Also, Hannah's outfit. What about Hannah's outfit? Well, like, she's wearing, like, 80s red shiny like workout spanks or something oh yeah i think uh you can't really see them in this scene but later on yeah you see the just like shiny weird little tight pants like yoga pants um but yeah wilden's dead pam is like whatever in more interesting news jessica d is back meanwhile toby and spencer go to search the burned out lodge there's this great bit where toby's just like you can't go in there it's not safe the building could collapse and spencer's just like huh waits for him to turn back around mm-hmm. he looks around she's like mm, going in yeah fuck you yeah yeah mind you they like what like a day or two before she just discovered toby wasn't dead yep. and he put her in a mental institution as part of some plan that uh, would achieve no results 
be directly brought up for what 11 episodes yeah something like that yeah they go in there and it's like a is somehow in here but like in a different part or something and a runs away yeah and that's pretty much it the the red coat is gone they can't find the red coat yeah, so Emily stops by to see Jessica De Laurentiis. Oh, what is that great line about? Uh, it's like, like Emily actually brings up Allison. And, oh, and she says, uh, thanks for doing that. Like, most people don't. It's not nice. It's weak. Oh, Andrea uh, Parker is so good. So glad they recast this role with her. Well, they recast pretty early, right? She, it's not her first appearance, but um, by season two, by the fashion show, I'm pretty sure that was Andrea yeah, Parker. Yeah. yeah, I think there was like one episode besides the pilot. I think there was one episode in season one where they brought the the old one. Really? I think so. Could be wrong. Hmm. I feel like I remember it. Anyway, later on, Hannah is going to help Mona move the lair. I like how she's like. Uh, talking to Emily on the phone she's like oh if I don't come back send a search party it's like did you tell her where you were going though nope. or just kind of in general search Rosewood somewhere I just can't think help think what a great fun road trip this must be with Mona well it's a little awkward yeah Hannah's not wanting to accept Mona back as a friend because like you know 24 hours ago Mona was on the other side but now it's like well, Mona's she's been sitting, burned by Uber A sitting on that piece of evidence mm-hmm. that could hurt her mom Arya had just broken up with Ezra and now she runs into him at the brew and it's awkward man Ezra's such a piece of shit in this half season <laughs> I think <laughs> I think sad sack of shit Ezra is my favorite Ezra more so than Dark Ezra. This might be peak unlikable Ezra, I yes. feel like. I mean, you know, that's all relative. Of yeah, course. yeah, yeah. But God, he's just an ass this half season. Yeah. Yes, he is. Well, like, this is what you really need before he goes dark. You know what I mean? I don't know. In retrospect, and I'm sure we'll get into this in 4B, it was like they had set up so perfectly to kind of like end that storyline. You mean him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In that arc, he turns out to be a scumbag who was preying on her the whole time, and then you're done. But then they didn't, which I can only assume is because, uh, you know, the network wanted Ezra around for the ships and whatnot. They didn't want to piss off the fans. But I don't even have a problem with him coming back and like taking a redemptive bullet. I'm just saying, let the bullet finish its job. Yeah, yeah. Like he just he dies in Arya's arms as she's like wails at the sky. And then she never talks about him again. Yeah. But yeah, Toby's. Which I, I have to brag for a moment. You asked me two episodes ago, do we ever see this shot outside the yeah, uh, Hayseen's house from the side again? And I said, yeah, I think they show it to us in 401. And sure enough, they do. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Toby continued to be a dick with Spencer. This is, this is where he suddenly starts monopolizing her entire storyline. Yeah. And like, I want to say, is this where she's all like, ooh, you're my boyfriend. I like uh, when you call yourself that, my boyfriend. Like, what the fuck? Like, this guy put you in a mental institution. It's like, Spencer, did you forget? Like, did you just black out the memory of the last, like, two or three weeks or whatever that what you've been going through? Also, all he's done here is pour some coffee and make her some toast. You'd have to pour a lot of fucking coffee and make a lot of toast. Oh, this is where he's just like, I cooked for you. It's like, you made toast. Yeah, you made toast. That's not cooking. Toby, you are toast. 
Oh, a few other notes before we jump too far ahead. I liked how Mona keeps talking about how she's like, oh, I haven't thought about you and me as an us in a long time. Like, there's just this constant, like, romantic tension between Mona and Hannah. It's great. Yeah, and then later she'll be like, careful, Hannah. If you keep talking like that, I might swoon. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Ezra's showing up at uh, the brew there with Arya. I <laughs> like Arya's just like, Ezra, you know, it's a lot easier to not see you when I'm actually not seeing you. Well, then she asked him if he wants to get coffee of her. Well, this is after he reveals that he's taken a job at Rosewood High School, and she's just like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, he basically is just like, well, why don't you move on? I've got a family now. You know, it's like, do you? Oh, it only gets more twisted like the next time we see Arya. Um, but yeah, so then Toby, back in the scene we're talking about, we'll get a text from A about how much he must miss his mother. Um, it is true. I do miss her. Well, and this is, this is, you know, just highlighting like why it's so weird to have Spencer not talk about how he ruined her and he should pay for it or what have you. Because he just stares at his phone for a while and she's just like, everything okay? And he's like, what? And she's like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, and then he's just back to being shady immediately. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the then here's Arya being creepy. Well, there's this bit where Arya is talking to Emily about, like, Emily's talking about Paige and, like, how she's concerned mm-hmm. about what to tell her and whatnot. And Arya's just like, huh. So, anyways, Ezra. Yeah. Like, she immediately just switches the conversation. Well, because she's eye fucking Ezra as he's, like, talking to some students and, like, oh, God. Just how lucky they are to be listening God, to Look this, at the way they hang on his every intellectual word. master. Emily's like, Arya, not everyone is you. Yeah. Well, is it kind of a disservice to Emily who's in a relatively stable relationship and, like, somehow. Hannah and Mona have like the sexier, <laughs> non-existent same-sex relationship. Um, yeah. So Arya obsessively watching Ezra hold court with some students, which, and then Principal Hackett watches her, and she's just like, "Oh shit, I gotta act normal for a second. <laughs> Emily, is he buying that I'm acting normal? Well, there's a whole bit where she's like, she holds up her book, and she's like. Anyways, Emily, so what I was saying is that I think Steinbeck wants us to blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then she's like, is he gone? And Emily's like, no. What's worse, though, is I think that she doesn't even go into Emily, what I think. Mm-hmm. She's like, what I think Mr. Fitz is trying to yeah, tell Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, don't call further attention to it, you gargoyle. And she's like, is he gone? It's like, looks back. Nope, he's still watching you. <laughs> he just heard you say, is he gone? Uh, uh, that's great. I don't get this headband. Oh, the yeah. Hannah headband thing. Yeah, it's what the hell is that? It looks like something one of the X Men would wear. Well, is is she? I I was wondering in this first episode if she's like wearing a wig or something for some reason. It's possible. Yeah, hiding it. Um, I think this was the season where her hair changes like a bunch of different times. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she has different hair like every half season. Um, yeah, this is where where Mona gets worried because Hannah keeps using words like us, mm-hmm. we. Um, and then Hannah calls Mona her shopportunist friend because they are going to hit up some product placement. Macy's. A lot of Macy's this ass season. Yes, yeah. a lot of Macy's. There's a great moment here where this guy comes up to Mona like he wants to talk to her and she weighs him off and says something in French. Uh, like, I guess he's like in the French club or something. It's like a minor moment, but it's just more of how great Mona is that she just can like dismiss someone in French in the middle of conversation. Now, was Macy's where you could supposedly buy like the <laughs> I'm just watching that scene you're talking about. Where you could buy like the PLL collection briefly or whatever? I have no idea. I'm just surprised they didn't have a moment where like Arya actually goes to Macy's and it's just like, Can I get this with feather earrings? 
is there like a tiger patronus i can put on here and the attendant's like yes there is um yeah so then aria has a delightful daydream um it's the, oh the yeah closest she ever gets a happy ending um which i just i mean this is a marlin written episode she intentionally put that scene in there which really makes me think like someone's got a gun to the writer's heads basically you know like the network is like you're not getting rid of ezra and so they have a little fun in the margins where they can you know it's an interesting like you know bookmark to something in the first episode to him going evil in the last of this half season but Mm -hmm. yeah so ezra we're of course talking about for five seconds here, Ezra gets arrested. I love Hackett's like power play of just uh, uh it's like, a call. It is illegal. <laughs> is he in custody? Good. <laughs> Hangs up the phone. And it she... is illegal in the state of Pennsylvania for a teacher to have sex with a minor. Yeah, yeah. Arya's worst fear. Yeah. I mean, it's like shot like a nightmare. So you know it's it's like probably not. <laughs> it's a freestyle. So you know it's probably not going to. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do that a lot. Okay. Um, you probably you know, it's it's the radio. Probably not gonna be real. Um. But yeah, for a second there, we watch him getting escorted down the hallway in handcuffs. In handcuffs, yeah. Arya's very upset. And then, oh, it was all just a dream. Well, so it's like, on some level, Arya knows this is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is the half season where Arya tried to heal herself. Well, and she's like, the relationship is over right now. Yeah. Is she, like, she in this dream of hers, she's concerned about Ezra, but how much of this is just her being concerned about herself? Because it would look bad for her. Yeah. Yeah. That's That was partly what Ella was concerned about. Yeah, yeah. You know, she won't get off scot-free if he gets in trouble. But also, does Arya just like to transgress? Guess so, yeah. yeah. Turns out, false alarm. And yeah. then, she, then she texts Ezra and says, I do want to see other people. Yeah. Which I... I Yes, it's just her wanting to just like wipe that slate clean, you know. Like just it's over. She she needs to be someone else almost just to not look like she's still with Ezra. Yeah. She needs to date the exact opposite of Ezra. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, then we get Paige and Emily. Uh suddenly Paige wants to go to Stanford because they have a swim team. Danby is out. <laughs> Never mentioned Danby again. Nope. Stanford's a new place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of talk from Paige about like how great it's going to be in Stanford. Like Paige, nobody studies on the beach there. I don't know what she's talking about. Spend the weekend in San Francisco. Yeah. Doesn't she? If not in this one, like another one. Like there's like a virtual dorm designer or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, with the puffy drapes and all that. Yeah. Oh, Stanford. It's where the rich kids who didn't get into UC go. Mm-hmm. Anyway. They're making big plans, but Emily in this whole half season is going to be very non-committal to the whole thing. It's like she's got one foot out the door the whole time. Yeah, like oh, you know, if I can't get the get a scholarship or if I can't swim, like maybe we should just break up now. Kind of vibe is what I get from her for most of the season. Yeah, yeah, the writing is definitely on the wall uh, in this, and will continue to be for Jesus, like another almost full season. That's pretty much the story of this season is like Emily's got one foot out the door and then she's back in and then she's back out. But I mean, like they don't really break up until like five, the start of 5B, right? No, they break up at the end. She gives that ultimatum about Allie being alive. Paige does. Uh, towards oh, the end of, but uh, then they're back together again four. eventually. And then they don't Paige... get back to get together until like 512, I think. Or 511. 
And then isn't Paige gone like right at the start of five yeah, B? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's the same out the door shit. Like like the writing's on the wall for this uh, relationship. Um, well, they got like Emily has to commit to going to Stanford, even though she has not even got in yet or gotten a scholarship. There, she's like, yes, I will go to Stanford with has you. She even yeah, I know. <laughs> it, which like. Even even assuming that this is still like early November or whatever, yeah. I feel like that might be a little late to apply to Stanford. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyhow, well, I mean, again, these characters will have essentially senioritis for three mm-hmm. seasons. <laughs> uh, so we get this great touching scene of Mona and Hannah, um, where Hannah's trying really hard. Again, you know the the politics of the Marin kitchen and whether or not the ecosystem is, is fresh and okay. And Hannah. Uh, or uh, Mona's finally like, having her like cut the shit on pretending to be her friend, you know. I, I I know you're just pretending to be my friend. So she gives her the hard drive and she says, I really did love you and I really was your friend. Mm-hmm. And she, then she gives her the hard drive. Hannah, how do you let her walk out the door? I know. So they're, I don't know, in a detente at least, mm-hmm. still feeling each other out, trying to be friends again. And it's got the hard drive now. I'm trying to remember, does she do anything with that or just burn it? Because Mona tells her to burn it. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. We didn't watch the next episode, so I'm not sure what happens to it. Uh, Jenna thing shows up to POV to talk to Emily, and she's got like a burn on her arm, and she says, "Tell Toby I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. And Emily is, of course, just like a standoffish bitch to her because that's how they always are with Jenna. Yeah, well, we get sort of that Jenna POV. So you see that the lights are starting to go out for Jenna again. Um, she mentions that she was friends with Wilden, which. Mm-hmm. Man, everyone Jenna loves gets killed. Yeah, like Jenna having a bad for you is like the fucking kiss of death. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Later on, Spencer is studying in her room, and she goes to the window. I think that's a cool Spencer outfit. There, it's like very seventies. Yeah. Um, she looks outside, and there is fucking <laughs> Jessica Delorentis just staring out of the window of Allie's room at Spencer. Is this Mary? Maybe. At this point, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, it's there's all these like theories about maybe Mary switched places with Jessica and whatnot, and like I, I guess like I don't know who's actually Mary and who's actually Jessica, but like who we're seeing right here would this be the I don't know the other one, not the one who died. So so where we watch this and we interpret like this ominous sense from mm-hmm. Jessica. You're saying this might be what passes for motherly affection from Mary? Yes. Because Mary is kind of Terminator-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an interesting theory that I don't think I've heard before. Because um, I know like, I've always bounced back and forth between getting the vibe from either Allison or Jessica that they basically like fugue into another person. Well, like later on in the season, uh, Jessica or Mary shows up in Spencer's room, that creepy scene. Mm-hmm. That the dirt later on. that could be mary right yeah. i mean yeah doesn't jessica make a a comment about the voices she hears in this four episodes that we watched the voices that she something hears? like that i don't recall that um anyway just jessica it'd, slash possibly mary is being very creepy it'd be interesting if she's out of rally or out of wherever hair clothes everything dressed up like her sister just chilling around a lot of french farce shit oh mm-hmm. jessica weren't you just here who me no <laughs> yeah uh a text uh, or a email or whatever from spencer saying 
uh, open tray for welding, closed caskets, keep secrets, this is open and exposes yours. Kisses, bitches, a. Eh? I feel like this is where kisses started, right? Yeah. I think, I think we didn't get that at first, but a lot more kisses. Maybe this is part of the, it's like solely CC. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, the liars come to the funeral along with the entire Rosa police force. Um, there is more people in attendance outside of this funeral than this church can hold. Yeah, it's a lot of people there. Especially that church looks like it seats like 40. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Packed tightly together. Uh, I love how the liars just march in a line towards this fashionable and they're... <laughs> how did... Uh, the commenter on her Instagram put it like like cocktail funeral chic. Um, well, I think Hannah is definitely having the most fun. I mean, she her little black dress here is the most like saucy and revealing because she fucking hated Wilden and she's about to dance on his grave. She could put like a uh, like a black veil on that too. Mm-hmm. Arya's is interesting as all things of Arya are, but yeah, I'm sure everyone's just like, oh shit, here comes the fucking craft. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So of course Spencer like lays down that she knows a lot of knowledge about mortuary affairs. As a Hastings would. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Black Widow character is introduced. Little did we know that this was our first shot of Shower Harvey, perhaps. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this exchange from Arya. Are you really so sure about the things you're so <laughs> sure of? So I'm just like, yes. Are you really so sure about everything you're so sure about? Nice little lampshade there. I feel like this is like, it's been, you know, what, 70 episodes or something by now. Like, they're starting to poke a little fun at the own tropes that they've developed, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, of course, as we get inside, Ezra and Maggie and Hackett are at the funeral. <laughs> Why is Ezra there? Ezra does a thing where he spots Arya and then looks away really quickly. She's just like, huh, that's how it is, huh? I mean, so is he in a relationship with Maggie? I wanted to talk about this because I... Like later in in some of the episodes we watch, it's like, are they fucking? Because it seems like maybe they are. Like it seems like she's living with him. Yeah, which that's a tiny apartment for three people. Yeah, was Malcolm sleeping on the couch? Well, he's talking about like when Malcolm wakes up in the middle of the night and whatnot. Yeah, because he knows exactly yeah. what stuffed animal he needs. I know exactly, exactly what, what stuffed animal. animal he needs. Um. You know, I guess I could see where like they're not together, but it's like, well, we just did this whole they're eventually this fucking, parenting right? he- epic thing. Mm-hmm. You want to get down to fucking? Yeah. Ezra's laying on Maggie. Maggie yawns and is like, mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah, but remember when we were curious about like why Ezra went to Allison's funeral other than hit on Arya, <laughs> and then we found out that Ezra had dated Allison when she was even younger than Arya. This yep. guy is too romantic. Oh, yeah. So uh, then we get Spencer and Mona in the room of Wilden's casket, and then Jack's dad shows up. Um, <laughs> this is the place we all made together, Spencer. <laughs> and none for Wilden. Yeah, Wilden's still dead. They find a phone that's ringing inside of the casket, like in his like jacket pocket or something like that. I, I, I like just the image of uh, these two going through Wilden's uh, clothes while he's dead in the yeah. casket. Uh, but it turns out it was uh, they, there's a number on that's blocked, another number that just says kisses. They call it, and it's Hannah because it's Ashley Marin's phone that they're using to call Hannah. Which like, huh? I feel like they hacked into that or whatever and changed it to kisses, right? It's not like Ashley. That would make the most sense. Originally yeah. had her daughter in her phone. Yeah. Kisses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, so, of course, Mrs. D is there because Mrs. D has a long back 
story mm-hmm. with Will then. Um, but of course, she's just like, liars, come sit with me. And then uh, well, she has just... like this great backhanded line. She's like, oh, you really would be way? so proud of you, Hannah. You really kept the weight off. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> awkward. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, that's where Allie gets it. Yeah. And so then, uh, of course, there's no room for Mona. Just then. No room for poor Mona. There's another iconic liar like head turn in the pew there as they look back to see Jenna thing coming in with uh, Dark Nigel here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sitting down in front of Black Widow who sits behind them. So Nigel Wright is probably dead five years forward, right? Uh, I mean, he's probably just a decoy. We, I have a... Uh, some feedback and a theory on that when we get to I'm just later. saying uh, being romantically involved with Jenna that can't work out well for anybody uh, it's always funny because I know people went theory crazy like the the actress who plays like Redcoat and Black Widow is a young woman named Cece Mason which a lot of people took you mean, like the stunt person yeah the yeah. the extra whatever you want to mm-hmm. call her the featured extra but yeah so people were just like it's a clue it's like no it's just her name yeah <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Toby yes. has got this text from A saying to bring the layer and he can find out what happened to his mom. And then we get this hilarious flashback, a uh, real classic flashback. I love how they try to make Toby look really young with this like cheesy haircut. Mm. And like he, he like he's adopting all these dorky smiles. He has kind of like a too tight shirt on. Well, like hands are always mm-hmm. like together in front of him. <laughs> um, well, he's he's doing a lot of old Toby. Also, they're supposed to be in whatever selective <laughs> vision. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's interpretive memory yeah but this this is the moment where i was just like there might be something to this character this actor this moment well why i i it's interesting that Allie would even like be over at toby's place trying to make out with him yeah and then she's like upset when he's just like you need to go you made fun of my lazy mom yeah. <laughs> his mom who like when they showed her here it seemed like like maybe she was just like a little out of sorts or possibly depressed. It's like she woke up in the middle of the day or something. Yeah. yeah. Like later on, it seems like she's just at Radley like all the time or something. Yeah. So yeah. So, oh, and I imagine with the medication they have her on mm-hmm. there. So really, is the villain of the show actually Toby's dad? We have not met Toby's dad. No. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Should that, be like Eric Roberts. Should So then he's just back to doing some really heavy crying as he drives the RV. As you're fast forwarding through it with no sound, it looks like he's hyperventilating. (laughs) He basically is. (laughs) Hyperventilating emotions. Like this this RV just has like a random weird creepy doll sitting on the dashboard there. With white binoculars. Mm -hmm. And it's just fucking filthy. And he just like drops this off somewhere and walks away. I wonder how far he is from civilization here. <laughs> Got a long walk ahead of me. Uh, and then Officer Holbrook shows up. We got a new cop in town to replace Wilden. Yeah, Superboy himself. I miss Holbrook. What is what does he say? I can't recall his dialogue. You know. Just, um, but yeah, I ended up reading a lot about you girls and Wilden's reports. Oh, you really good at that. Um, it's funny because in like four months, this guy will no longer be a cop <laughs> because of the psychosexual hold. A teenage girl may or may not have on him. I miss Holbrook. I liked Holbrook. Uh, he got he turned into a creep eventually, as all men and Rose would do. But uh, what is, he was fun he, for a while. How does he word Wilden like borderline unprofessional at best? Yeah, borderline <laughs> unprofessional at best. 
And it's just, you know, obviously mirroring the pilot with another another officer of the law asking them to come down for some questions at some point. He's going to find out the truth behind what's going on. I like how it, how he looks at all four of them. It's, he's just like, I'm going to have chemistry of one of you four. <laughs> <laughs> not you. Maybe you three. Yeah. No, not you. You're the red belt. You're scary. They get the a text that Mona gets as well. And it's like video of all of them and Mona included at Wilden's car. So now they like, you know, they're all blackmailable now. Yeah. And Mona's Mona's there. She's part of the team. She's the sixth ranger. Mm-hmm. At least for now. And then we see a putting a little, a, a little Mona doll in the dollhouse with the rest of the liars there and, and wearing the, the black widow, well, so, I mean, I guess this is shower. Yeah. yeah, this would be shower, right? Like, I guess so. Wearing the Al- the half burned Allison mask underneath the uh, black veil—that's that's a great touch. Mm-hmm. And that is it for eight is live. Fun episode. Yeah. Definitely kind of restarted things after a dangerous game. Mm-hmm. And next we're going to FaceTime, which is just a great, great episode. Mm-hmm. Written by Joseph Doherty, directed by Norman Buckley. This episode's so much fun. Well, Hector Lime, a character who exchanges secrets for faces. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wasn't in this episode, but it was in the previously where Emily's just like, what do you want? He's like, your face. (laughs) He accepts payment in faces. Hector Lime, one of the great tertiary characters on PLL. I would not have any complaints if he came back in 7B. Instead of like Pastor Ted. Instead of Pastor Ted, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we can we can make the switcheroo on that one. Well, like even uh uh like Holden. Mm-hmm. What's Holden bring to the table? <laughs> Would you okay, question. You could have Ren mm-hmm. or Hector Lime. I go Hector Lime. Yeah, every yeah. time. Every time. Hector Lime, <laughs> who I noticed in this episode, has like black nail polish. And I wanna I gotta have to freeze frame it because he's got something written on his knuckles. Um it's just like a he just has such a unique hate. look yeah <laughs> uh so anyway in facetime here wouldn't it make so much sense if he was the provider of all the goofy faces and like oh like the like six the new masks yeah. or something well they they found a book on how to make masks or something so i think there's that's the lampshade like, for that like costume designers like or uh, set designers how is that not written by hector it's <laughs> <laughs> a good point yeah uh, um, episode starts with the uh, the patriarchy has returned. Wayne Fields is back home in his camo because he definitely didn't have time to change out of that. No, um, it's like the order is going to be restored now that Wayne Fields is back. Because Emily, she got she got hurt in like four oh two, and she's been like she stole one of Pam's Vicodin. Mm-hmm. Pam, Pam, God, fucking counts her Vicodin. The worst. <laughs> yeah, that, now that Emily's real, in trouble. That must be a real. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just like Pam. Emily in the back. Uh, surrender your agency. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hannah's really freaking out about Ashley and alibis and guns when she's wearing her weird popsicle Happy Ashley shirt. She's got the Happy Ashley shirt on. Yeah, it will be seen later in uh, the episode where Spencer starts fuging out. Yeah. Um, and she's basically like Hannah's like I got all. Oh, I'm sorry. I got all this new intel from your dad, and she's just like I don't want to know any of it. Stop doing anything. What is that voice? was Caleb. Oh. Um, yeah, and so we meet Tanner for the first time, which I love her. Fight me. I love her. Um, great, weird introduction of her and Holbrook. 
watching the liars from afar. She's thinking just, about recruiting them for the she's suicide just squad in her own show from the first moment. No, see, I want to push back on that a little bit. I think I, as much as I like Tanner, I think she works so much better with a partner like Holbrook because then it's like this whole law and order thing. Like when they're talking later, going through the safety deposit box, and he's just like, "Oh, you think it's this drop gun?" And she's like, "Let's not speak ill of the dead, Gabriel." Like, yeah, they've got I feel play. like they just have this like, like rapport yeah. that you expect on like a cop show, and it's not the same when it's fucking Toblerone because he's an idiot. I know they were like working on the the like the idea for the episode where it's like one act would be one long scene, but that scene was just the two of these, these two bantering about cop talk. I fucking I, I love that they have that their, their dialogue has that like talking chop element to it, you know, where they're kind of like they're sharing their own private lingo. This is, this is like a really old TV reference because I'm 105, but mm-hmm. like she, he's basically the Michael Douglas to her, Carl Malden. Um, that is a really older reference, yeah. It is. Uh, and <laughs> they're just watching these. Well, how does she wear like these four teenage girls? Am I? So am I just? I'm just realizing now. You're Toby. You're watching like Green Acres on on Hulu or something, right? I've actually never seen an episode of Green Acres. Mm, okay, thank you. But I mean, in general, though, you're I think that we've guy established who watches. That you're the Toby, but I like oh, that you try to okay. push that on me. You're. The, I'm just saying, you're the guy who watches those really old TV shows. When I was a kid and I had mm-hmm. syndication, yes. You're okay. Anyhow, credit sequence. The liars are all hanging out. Um, Hannah gets fucking deep with the liars. You know, a big lie is tangible. It gives you something to hold on to. Little lies are hard to keep track of. They get all twisted. Um, I like that Arya's had enough of everyone else's tales of woe. And she's like, well, that's enough for Arya. Arya out. <laughs> they try to ask her about Jake. And she's like, he's fine. They're like, he was fine last time we asked you. Is your mom really going to Austria with that muffin man? <laughs> I can't hear that and not think of the newscaster from Rest of Development. The Muffin Man! Struck again. I like Spencer has a line here as they're getting up. She says, uh, senior year is supposed to be the best year of our life. Did you know that? Yeah, if you survive it. Because mm-hmm. their lies are hell. Yeah. Great, great scene with uh, the Hastings girls later here. I would so just watch a Hastings and Hastings show. Mm-hmm. Veronica and Melissa are there talking about like like it's like the big decision in the Hastings world is that uh, Melissa got a new coat, and it was more than she wanted to spend, but she thinks it'll really work out with the cold, wet climate and whatnot. And Spencer's sitting in between them, just like sucking down coffee and just being resentful. I just noticed that they they've obviously been shopping at Neyland. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't notice that the first time. Um, yeah, this scene is great, uh, especially as like like Spencer and Melissa are playing off each other through veronica like imagine this scene and at the end they just start talking about the evidence in the latest case of the week mm-hmm. and that's hastings and hastings and hastings and then Noel north walks in yeah <laughs> i love the bit where veronica is just like oh spencer you can have melissa's old coat and spencer goes it would be an honor and a privilege <laughs> oh just the snark between these three and and melissa's like playing it like nicely she's just like Mom, I know what Spencer's going through. <laughs> Just imagine, too, like Ashley or Veronica has to defend Ashley, and then Nolan North walks in. He's like, "Somehow, I'm the prosecutor in that case." <laughs> I love like all the. It's like Melissa tries to be nice to Spencer, and then Spencer still gives her attitude, and Melissa just looks at Spencer, just like, "Really?" It's like that still. Yeah, uh, but Melissa knows that she curries the favor currently. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then the, the UPenn business where yeah. Spencer reveals that she didn't get into UPenn. Spencer, that's not funny. 
Yeah. <laughs> Veronica starts freaking out. Melissa's just like, we need to get on this. You know, like I know some people. She's, she's like, no, that's early admission. There's still things we can do. <laughs> like break skulls. <laughs> have you have you tried going to a party where there's a guy there? <laughs> oh, wait, you have? <laughs> I'm amazed they even got her application. Yeah. <laughs> Are we still positive that? Uh, <laughs> I guess she does get the rejection. I was going to say, we yeah, the no. email that she gets. Oh, well, maybe CC. Maybe CC sent the rejection email as well. <laughs> He's like, I need to. I need to close that loophole there. It's it's a closed loop show. <laughs> it's like Breaking Bad. Um, yeah. So Hannah shows up to Ashley's office just, of course, as Tanner Holbrook are going through Will and safety deposit box. I love this whole scene just because it's like. Spencer, not Spencer, Hannah and Ashley are so obviously tense about it. Mm -hmm. And it's, I'm pretty sure that's why Tanner said, Oh, no, you can stick around. It's like she wanted to see how Hannah would react to this. She, her spidey sense is tingling already. She just eats it up. Mm -hmm. She just, and I, and I really wonder, like, what were the conversations with Roma Mafia like about this character? Um, Like, how much of this is just, like reading the script and just being like, I'm going to go with this character. I have an interpretation. Or are they just like, you're on law and order. Just, just pretend you're yeah. not on PLL. You're on law and order. Picture law and order, but like, you're really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but of course, just Hannah deciding after watching this, that she can, uh, she can play these cops. For yeah. herself. <laughs> She's going to go have a chat. with Tanner. Two passports, one American, one Canadian. Oh, I love all this stuff. <laughs> Let's not speak ill of the dead. Gabriel. Yeah, I remember when we first did this, and I spent like an hour like googling drop guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, fun scenes. Later on, Spencer is talking in the dark to Emily on the phone. Uh, what were they talking about here? Oh, this is where she's researching Doctor Lewis Palmer, and Emily's freaking out about her parents and like eavesdropping on them, talking about how Emily's a bad daughter. Yeah, sure is. Oh, we did find out in that last scene with um, Hannah and Ashley that Wilden went to high school with Melissa, mm. which timeline-wise obviously <laughs> causes some more problems. You know, if, if Wilden was the cop who covered up Bethany Young shoving Toby's mom, that that ain't. Am I misremembering? Did he show up in uniform at the party in the first secret? I believe he did. Yeah. Like after he gave Ashley mm-hmm. the ride home? When the older kids showed up. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. We got a. The uh, timeline a little. I'll save it for uh, the round table, which beats dubs. We're doing the round table for all things PLL, so send us questions. I'll save it for that, but we got a question about Eric Kahn. Okay. I feel like once every three weeks, I get, a, I get an email question about Eric Kahn. It's <laughs> not enough, yeah. Emily rushes back to yell at her Weasley doctor for like ratting her out to social services. And it's like, no matter what she says, he's just like, oh, I'll bet you've been made to say that. Or, you know, it's like, he's just not buying any of it. And he's like, oh, hey, before you go, uh, I fucked up the other part of your life. Also, you'll never swim again. Yeah. Yeah. Forgot to mention surgery. (laughs) If you swim, you'll need surgery. If you don't swim, you might need surgery. Basically, you're fucked. Yeah, you're not swimming ever again. You'll, you're never getting a scholarship. You're not going to Stanford with your girlfriend. Also, your parents are bad parents. Proven on this side. Yeah. Oh, this scene. With uh, Hannah and Tanner on the park bench. God, this Admiring her shoes, talking about the Russian mob and how Wilden might be a part of it. Is there a Tanner lot is of just Russian like, mafia activity in Rosewood? 
Ella, in Rosewood? Ella, when Hannah walks up, Tanner's just like, oh, no, no, please sit down. Let yeah. me clear you a place. You know, like you want to you want to walk into my web? By yeah. all means, <laughs> curl up. Caleb finally comes up and but stops her as she's Tanner is asking her, like, how often have you like encountered Wilden in the past year? Yeah. Yeah. Caleb shows up because Hannah doesn't know how to answer that and like gets her out of there. And Caleb looks back and like shares, you know, they lock eyes with Tanner there. Tanner, Tanner knows she's got a fish on the hook. Mm-hmm. I like how she's like, she, like she almost kind of nods at him a little, like gives him this look like, yeah, like, you know, what's up. Yeah. Yeah. Don't think I don't see. Don't she think I don't see what she just did. A little there. notebook and makes a note. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Caleb can tell the difference between Keystone cops and the real deal though, because you know, actual, actual bad guys. Um, so Toby's going to go to Saratoga, New York to confront Dr. Palmer about his mom. Yawn. 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 Um, that apartment looks fine. Oh, his, uh, the apartment his he's unfinished renovating. Yeah. yeah. There's this really weird cut here where they're in the apartment. He's supposedly renovating upstairs. They kiss. And then it does match this cut. weird, like morph match cut yeah. to them kissing again on downstairs as he leaves the brew. I don't know. It's such a weird cut. Anyway, uh, Spencer's talking to Arya, and I think Ar- this is where Arya begins to suspect. Like, there's something weird, like with Toby or in Spencer there, right? Like, she's like, "Where's he going?" And like, Spencer like obviously lies about something. I feel like Arya is just like writing and then harshly judging them because of like the like Toby Spencer fan fiction she's just written in her head. She's written like I don't think writ- Arya written, like, writes uh, Toby Spencer fan fiction. Well, after meeting Toby, why would you? But like, she's also dressed like a. Uh, like teenage like superhero sidekick, I feel like. She's got a white tank top with these purple lightning bolts all over it. Yeah. Doing some pointing. She does a lot of pointing. <laughs> no, no, no. Um Yeah, so Emily's worried that her relationship with Paige is losing its primary metaphor, which is the pool. Well, there's this bit where Emily's like, Yeah, I might not be able to swim anymore. I don't know if I can watch you win from the stand. She's like, I don't know if I can handle you getting to compete without me like okay emily that seems a little selfish but Paige should be like wow emily that's so me of you (laughs) (laughs) um so we we go from that to jake and aria as jake is just straight up telling her the thing about jackie chan big jackie chan it's like he just doesn't get her at all no he doesn't (laughs) uh yeah we mentioned this the awkward moment when fucking malcolm comes out and is like Aria, why don't you ever come by anymore? Also, Aria, is it weird that I don't look like either of my parents? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's awkward. And I like how the the scene ends with her. Like, she's just like, oh, yeah, that's uh, that's my former teacher's kid. And like, she just doesn't really say anything. And then like cut to later. She's obviously told Jake everything. Yeah, I think there was a I noticed this time a Yoko Ogawa book on the spinner rack there. Probably a few Ivy Dunbar's, too. Um yeah, Arya is shady as possible after that encounter. And then she, after the commercial, she tells him. Um, I like that with Jake's help, she can contextualize the relationship with Ezra to like a, a movie, which is like a medium she understands. The happy parts are in color. The sad parts are in black and white. And I thought to myself, remember, Arya prefers the black and white selections. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's done. She the wants it to over. be only black and white. Yeah. Jake is obviously a little bit <laughs> shook right now. He's like, well, okay. Now I know what is up with the mysterious girl with her lyrical name. I always knew you were interesting, but mm-hmm. shit. 
<laughs> I never that interesting. Oh, wait, my phone's ringing. I have to go. Yeah. What? I'll be right there. <laughs> we get the just the all time classic. Are you hurt or are you injured? Oh, God. So good. And then I, I like how they immediately put the lampshade on it by him saying, like, that's the only advice I know. You know I use it for sometimes everything. Sometimes it applies. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> are you hurt it's, or are you injured, Jake? It's just so weird that he has to, like, be the satellite in this storyline. And then the actor goes on to be in the boy next door. Yeah. Well, then she, she tries to kiss him. And he's like, seriously? Yeah. You're, you're going to kiss me after telling me that story? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I need a rebound. And he's like, right. And maybe call me later. Yeah, I mean, but Yaria, Ar- Yaria, I don't know what I Arya still, she's very young. Uh, she, I feel like, clearly gets involved with guys that just lead her back to Ezra, unfortunately. I don't know if this guy's leading her back to Ezra. Well, no, and, and Emily is primarily to blame for some of that too <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah because emily's a masochist um, and perhaps a bit of a sadist as, as we'll get to yeah uh but yeah jake here yeah he doesn't he know what he's getting into meanwhile toblerone is uh talking to this old doctor dude about his mom blah 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 i no love that he's just like staring up at the sky <laughs> as toby walks up I mean, I, I want to say when I first watched it, it wasn't, it, I didn't immediately think that guy was a patient. It wasn't until like the second scene with them. Yeah. When it comes back to him, I'm like, oh, wait, I think I know what's going on. Gino. Which is, I feel like another reason why that stupid theory about Ren, like, mm-hmm. it just wouldn't work. You've already done it with Dr. Palmer. You can't have tons well, and, and tons and of Archer. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't have like tons and tons of things where this doctor's actually a patient, guys. <laughs> this uh, is a good hand outfit. Yeah, it's a black and white, like the vertical stripe thing. Uh, Ashley Marin does not want Hannah fighting her battles, basically, and is like, I will protect you. And this is where Hannah's kind of like, oh, shit, my mom probably killed someone. The, the clouds pass over. The oh, like outside. the Ravens would filter yeah. gets turned on or something. And then it seems really weird. Yeah. Yeah. So Palmer. The, the air is just too heavy. The heaviness of air. This guy um, really reminds me of like some like uh, Philip Pullman. You know, like science of dust stuff that he's talking about here. You know, it's like the specters or something from the subtle knife. Yeah, yeah. The air just got too heavy. Yeah. Um, he should be warning us about that, or just telling us like how to kill Dracul. Um, Palmer, of course, drops his bomb though that he warned Toby's mom to stay away from that blonde girl. Air was not right around her. No. No. Yeah, and Toby's like, "Oh shit, that was a waste of my time." Blonde girl. This guy's fucking crazy. It doesn't even take the offer for like some macaroons or whatever that guy has. Toby just like, yeah, I'll take a macaroni and knocks him all over the Leon. <laughs> the bit where Let's Spencer and Arya are spying on Melissa, they they set up a thing. Spencer put the mask in Melissa's luggage and then put the luggage in the living room, and they're basically a here watching Melissa, seeing how she reacts to some threatening new development in her life. But it also reminded me of one of my favorite Spike and Angel scenes when Spike oh, yeah. narrates Angel. But uh, Arya, when they're watching her and she sees the the mask and Arya's like, is she going to figure it out? And Spencer's like, yeah, give her a second. She's smart. Very, Very smart. smart. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa pouring herself a bottle of wine. But then, oh no, what's my luggage doing here? And they just like follow her around outside watching the whole time. Maybe mom brought it there. Yeah. Eventually they follow... I guess their plan is they want to see if Spencer, if Melissa goes to uh, Shauna or Hector. Yeah. 
don't know why she goes Shauna. Well, also great use of the fact that there's like three fucking doors and a ton of windows in this room. <laughs> yeah, I know. Considering how many times they meet up in the Hastings living room, even though it's like the least secure place imaginable. Which all those th- like the time in careful what you wish for when like, oh, shit, Ian just walked in. Does mm-hmm. he see the video? It's like, how could he not have? <laughs> Emily talking with her parents. Uh, the patriarchy is getting laid down. Dad wants answers. And uh, also, we need to talk about how, like, what are we going to do about your college? Because you're not going to be able to get the scholarship. And eventually, Emily just runs away. I feel like uh, Wayne should just be, like, pumping, like, a, like, a, like, a, like, curling or something. You know, lifting weights while he talks to Emily. <laughs> or maybe cleaning a gun. Yeah, know? just cleaning a gun. Standing in front of the, like, stuffed bear head that he clearly I feel mounted. like he's got the, the big, long rod that he shoves all the way down the rifle barrel. You yeah. know, like, one of those jobs. Not not just a pistol, but like the full rifle. Giant American flag, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he puts on like his red "Make America Great Again" hat. <laughs> I do like how like this all kind of culminates with like the police being called for domestic disturbance. Yeah, they're yelling at your daughter too much. Yeah, <laughs> neighbors ratted him out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Emily just runs off. Meanwhile, Caleb and Hannah are just talking and being concerned. Holbrook. And Tanner show up and they lie about Ashley not being there. Caleb does. He covers for him. And I love how, like, you know that Tanner and Holbrook know that Caleb's lying. But they're like, okay. Yeah, like, we're, we're just going to let this play out. A little bit of, like, a, a Columbo-ish, you know, like, One we're going to let you dig your hole. It's, it's not something that innocent people would do. Yeah. And then Ashley comes to the stairs and it's just like, oh, dear. <laughs> My daughter and her boyfriend are lying for me now to the cops. And then it's time for Hector Lime. Time for Melissa to be dragging a giant sack out of Hector Lime's uh, (laughs) weird shed. And Spencer, she's like, is that sack big enough for Hector? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's great. So, of course, Melissa's going to be breaking up Melissa masks one by one, tossing them into the water. Um, Breaking them on like a a rope chuck or something out on the dock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Arlia is dressed like, I don't know, like casual Harley Quinn. <laughs> There's Arya a lot this season is doing like the hair kind of like all the one side thing. Yeah. I feel like that was a look they were doing a lot with her. But yeah, she's snooping around while Spencer goes to follow Melissa. Um, it's She's got her own flashlight, which I like. It's very creepy with all the masks and everything. Like, like no matter what, the liars always find themselves in these locations with just like the creepiest like there's a fucking giant alligator head mm-hmm. in the background. There's like a weird, like full body statue, yeah. like yeah. without a head. There's like weird busts and masks. Like no matter where they go, like creepy shit is all around them. Really went to town on like the this whole set and mm-hmm. filling it with interesting details. The alley mask in the mirror is always creepy. Yeah, but I I love every iteration I see of these pictures of Lucy Hale in the row of Allison. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so good. Oh yeah, great shots. Uh, and then she goes to talk to Mr. Hector Lime. He's like cleaning up his weird, like barber chair, mask chair, whatever yeah. thing that is. <laughs> this guy has such a weird look. It's, it's like the eyebrows are like arched in a weird way. I wonder if those are like, is that the guy's eyebrows normally, or did they like cut them or trim them in a way? You know, I don't know. With the hair, yeah. But like he's freaked out. He's probably just had a very intense encounter with Melissa Hastings. So now there's another teenage girl accosting him. Who should show up? But Arya fucking Montgomery. Yeah, he's still wearing guyliner too, right? 
I think there's a little bit of eyeliner on there, yeah. So, but I mean, of course, you would black be. nail polish. It's a look. So you thought there was something written on his hands? Yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can find the frame of it. But yeah, we we get this flashback about how Allie showed up wanting the money for her face that she gave to him. Yeah, and he's just like, well, I don't have it, and she's just like, well, give me what you have, and we're square. Also, Hector in a do rag. Yes, Hector in a do rag. Which makes his eyes and his eyebrows look even more intense. Yeah, yeah. Like he it, just always. It looks almost surprised. seems like his eyes are permanently like pulled, like somebody's pushing up yeah. on his eyebrows, yeah. to like make his eyes open wider. Ooh, he always looks surprised. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. There's what no, does he have? They're just like circles and a number six or a nine or a nine. nine. Yeah, Either it's like zero 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 six or zero 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 nine. Yeah, on his knuckles there. Huh. And uh, he just like gives Allie the cash in his wallet, and she's just like, "Thanks, like, you know, look fresh," and runs <laughs> off. And he's just like, "I'll get you the rest later." He's like trying to be the respectable mask man who uh, steals your face, as you do if a teenage girl that you've done mm-hmm. a deal with. Yeah, she drives off in a car with somebody we don't see who. I remember spending a lot of time looking through other episodes of PLL for this car, it's not in there anywhere. The best time you ever see Ezra's car is in the one with him and Arya in the rain, like like episode two of the show, something like that. Mm, maybe, I guess. Well, this car is actually really weird. The um, Like, I'm trying to remember. I figured out what this was originally. I want to say it's like maybe like a sob or something. Like, it's not a common make. Um, but yeah, I could never find it anywhere else. I don't think we've ever gotten an answer to this. Of, of what this is or who this is yeah it's gotta be cc right it's the only thing that would make sense to me she this is before she died or you know quote unquote died um so it wouldn't be like cyrus yet presumably hmm. yeah i don't know anyway he um he comes back telling her that story i love how there's a bit where he's just like you know, you got a great face or something like that. And she's just like, and I'm going to keep I'm it. I'm going to keep it. Yeah. Well, Arya, like the, the forefront, they get like tough of somebody. now. Mm-hmm. She's going to question him solo. Oh, yeah. Oh, when she wants to be, she can be very intimidating. Yeah. And then we get the, uh, the classic Spencer, Melissa confrontation on this little pier here. Yeah. Like Melissa sees Spencer. She ignites her red lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Spencer ignites also her red lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> blocks her way from leaving yeah she's uh, like i want some motherfucking answers i see that your schwartz is as big as mine um yeah this this scene is perfection as usual uh melissa's really concerned that allison is still alive well there's a great line here where spencer wants answers and melissa says when was the last time an answer made you any happier <laughs> love that uh Wilden killed garrett uh he set fire to the lodge which we know now is a lie it was Shauna who did that. Yeah. Basically, Shauna lied to Shauna and Jenna lied to Melissa and said Wilden set fire to the lodge, but that wasn't the case. Shauna did it. Mm-hmm. Wilden was elsewhere getting shot by Cece. Yeah, he's too busy getting killed. Yeah. Which um, that'll play into a theory that uh, was sent to me in the next one. But yeah, just the idea that like the answers. Sometimes we get flashbacks, and I feel like when we get a flashback, it's like okay, that happened. When we just get somebody saying something, there's some wiggle room there, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. as as we Unless know, it's Jason. Well, yeah, Jason's Jason, yeah, because he's a dunce. 
but we we see in this scene that we're given an answer that's not true because it was a lie told by someone else you know mm-hmm. anyhow what else happens here um basically this isn't about some stupid club she's been protecting spencer since it started since before it started all of this really makes a ton of sense in retrospect i feel like i feel like it matches up pretty well once you know number one like what cc's deal is number two that melissa thought spencer killed bethany young mm-hmm. and melissa buried the body for her and whatnot and it's like freaking out because she wants to know if Allie's still alive and like what's going on you know mm-hmm. and i guess a little bit of that is i think we're we're supposed to think that melissa would have less guilt if it was Allie. Like Allie was such such a toxic cancer that if Spencer had killed Allie and Melissa helped kind of complete the murder, I think she feels less bad than mm-hmm. if it was some other random person by mistake. Yeah. Um but so Melissa suspects that Allison's alive here. So that means Melissa's already suspecting that it was somebody else. Even though we won't get that Bossy will get that confirmation at the end of this half season. That's what she's kind of been up to recently on the show is like Melissa is trying to confirm whether or not Allie's alive. And I was thinking that we don't get Bethany's Bethany Young's name until the episode. Five, yeah. Um but it's funny, I mean she has to assume that Spencer just does not remember that night. And it's kind of dare I say admirable that Melissa's doing everything she can not to be like, yeah. you fucking killed somebody. Yeah, she won't say it, but that's the that's the subtext behind everything. And it's it's gotta fucking burn her how much of a brat Spencer is to her constantly. It's cost her two boyfriends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a, a husband and possibly a child. Yeah. Um, there's a shark attack poster in the, the gym for the Rosewood Shark. Yeah. Uh Paige is doing laps. She freaks out because there's like weird scary noises, but it's just Emily who brings this time. Emily brings the scary noises with her. This time, yeah. Yeah. Um so Emily's, you know, kind of running away from her domestic issues at home and, and talking to these two, kind of furthering that like they don't have a whole lot going on anymore. Um things are too unpredictable and Paige is like, unpredictable could be good. Look at us. <laughs> Ari and Spencer meet on the dock. Melissa's gone. Spencer throws like the last broken mask into the lake. And it was like, I mean, he, he got confirmation about Melissa being on the train, but she was only there because someone was making her kind of as the implication. Well, it's like Spencer's like throwing away the mm-hmm. last like Melissa theory or whatever away. They were really on Melissa after finding out that uh, mask mold. But now it's like, no. No, false alarm another red herring which is always interesting to me uh the spencer hannah relationship over mm-hmm. the course of the show i mean you really see it in spela but like they're always coming to like loggerheads over over melissa. melissa yeah um and it's like their friendship seems to be the most confusing of the four coming together so in some ways i feel like they're the most interesting pairing you ever get on plo and then you throw in of course the caleb stuff mm-hmm. um so, yeah, the cops are going to be called on the fields. Hannah shows the Spencers. Um, I think my mom killed Wilbur, and he knows it. Do you think maybe Paige could have chipped in a little here on uh, going to talk to the cops? I wonder. I mean, I wonder what another teenage girl really adds to this mix, especially when you have, uh, obviously, admirable patriarchy. Well, from the cops' perspective, it's like it it sounds like there's some domestic situation here and maybe the daughter doesn't want to 
admit to it. Maybe she's scared to tell the police about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if you were to bring in Paige too, and it's like, hey, here, this is just my girlfriend. Like, she's not under this roof and she's going to vouch for me. Like, I don't know. It's a little more weight at least, right? Wayne's like, Paige, get the fuck over here and vouch for me. And the cop's <laughs> like, whoa, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, Paige is just going to watch instead. But it also kind of furthers the like, this is what's going on in Emily's life right now, and Paige is not really a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. The big plane. That tea kettle is fascinating to me. Like, is that is that how you normally do it? You just have like six inch flames licking the tea Look kettle how from high all that sides. Flame is coming. I know. Like, it's Lucy insane. hasn't burned her hand. This cauldron that she sets down. As she stares into the fire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Hannah thinks her mom killed Wilden. Oh yeah, we get the Atex. Melissa's guilty of plenty, but she's not a material kisses. <laughs> you might as well just talk to the air to address A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and then we see a fish some of the Melissa mask out of the water. I don't know if this ever actually comes up again, though. I don't think so. But yeah. the, the Emily mask does, but not the Melissa. It's one. the kind of thing you just want to have around in your day. You never know if you need it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was FaceTime. So moving on to episode 410, the mirror has three faces. Mm-hmm. Whose three faces do you think it has? I mean, could. If you were to say Allie and Cece slash Charlotte were two of those faces, who's the third? Sarah Harvey. I really wonder though, are they are they bouncing around names like Sarah Harvey? What at do you this mean? point in the writers' room? I, I don't even know. Uh, well, maybe because Sarah Harvey is going to be mentioned in four episodes. Yeah. Now, let's get into it. We'll do it and figure yeah. it out. Anyway. Uh, Liars are walking through the hallways at school. I like there's a great mention of uh like it'll be shady if there none of them are in class and Arya's just like, Yeah, I want to graduate. And Spencer's like, Oh honey, none of us are graduating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Hannah's still mad at Spencer about stuff because she she's been mad at Spencer a lot lately. Mm-hmm. I like Hannah's I don't like this jacket, but I like Hannah's dress in this episode too. Oh yeah, it's like it's got this like kind of white pearl little collar on it. Yeah, it's it's like this very like classy little dress for all of the shit that Hannah gets into. Um, we talk about yeah, written by Mike Goldsmith, directed by Zetna Fuentes. Um, so Mona's confessed to Wilden's murder at this point. Ezra saw Veronica's parental rights. Someone drove a car into Emily's living room, which <laughs> never made me stop laughing. Someone dunked Jenna like a witch, and of course now at this point Hannah is really intrigued about Cece. Um, They're all just completely on Cece's radar. Yeah. I feel like this episode's really interesting because there's a lot of like scenes that are cut in two. You know, someone will show up and say something and then like we'll pick up with that scene and it's it's over. Um I think at the beginning here, this is where we get a text from Jessica D offering Emily and her mom to stay at uh the Dillorentis house. It's funny, we never I don't think see Pam at the Dillorentis house. I took it as see a as, lot of Emily there. As yeah, Jessica D had had texted Pam and Pam had texted okay. Emily, but yeah. Um, it's very weird to be like, yeah, my daughter and I are going to move into there, but just my daughter at first, because I'm going to be out of town. Yeah. Because Pam's out of town to the mysterious Harrisburg. Um, oh, can we get to the Ezra stuff? Oh, I'm sure we can. Ezra yeah. is a sloppy fucking mess who locks himself out of his classroom twice. Spencer offers to pick the lock for him. I like that. A nice um, little bit. She has to remind him when he, when he goes to see the janitor, they let him back in. <laughs> Um, 
that's a reminder that he forgot his man bag, which just think in the next half season, this adult man will try to destroy this teenage girl for uncovering the fact that he's writing a true crime book about her. Mm-hmm. Oh, please screen cap that. Yeah, I'll, I'll better go ahead and screen cap that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. God, is her sex. Uh, and he, there's something about the just the way they're presenting him. He just looks a little sloppier. His hair is bad. Um, he's gonna throw like a five o'clock shadow soon. Soon, yes. yeah. He's just he's just failing right now. Ezra, you're failing at life. Ironically, once he stops dating a high school student, he's really failing. So as I'm looking at this image here of Spencer pitying this man, I notice that her dress has these nice, or her shirt has these nice little daggers. All about it. Um, yeah, tough times for Ezra. It's a weird fucking shirt too. It's like it, got like epaulets on it. Yeah, which it reminded me of that thing that Wayne was just wearing. That yeah, last episode. yeah. Um, I guess this is like how you know that you're part of the patriarchy. You're you're a knight in the patriarchy's order. Your shirt's like ready to like attach those like blonde like like uh these little like gold tassel fringy things on them. Yeah, Ezra's like blah blah blah. Fourteen words. Yeah. Um, so Ren's a, uh, appraising Monet Radley. Give him his red leather jacket. I like at first I was like googling pictures to be like, oh, does he take this jacket to Ravenswood? Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't. It's an impressive red leather jacket. There, it's got the built-in hoodie. It looks like it looks like it does. Uh, without the built-in hoodie, it's basically Tyler Durden's jacket. Mm, a little bit, yeah, a little bit, yeah. As far as any red leather jacket is, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's I want this... you to hit me as hard as you can. There's Kobe. this whole business with. The, the cable bill that he found, I believe they got they got this address from Dark Nigel. Mm-hmm. I believe is where this starts. Mm-hmm. Like they they go to Dark Nigel's. Dark Nigel, I can't remember if it was they he gave this to them or they got it later, but they got an address like a PO box forwarding address. So they track this down to like a cable bill uh, that goes to this other forwarding address and so now this is where they need to go investigate this is where they meet the girl who's like cc's supposed roommate mm-hmm. um so listener rebecca had a long theory about this whole business here with the the roommate because none of it adds up right yeah none of it adds up because uh there was no like the the way we get the story later in six ten. It was like when did CC have time to have a roommate or anything like that? Mm-hmm. And so this theory, which I believe actually like uh, she sent me a link to it on Reddit. It posted this theory before six ten, um, and so I, I, it's interesting that it still works mostly the same. Is that all this stuff with Dark Nigel and this address and this supposed roommate is fake? Basically, it's all set up by Jenna and Shauna. To like throw the scent back onto CC or something like that, which is why the story doesn't totally make sense. And if Jenna was working with Noel at that point, they'd know about the whole pushing down the stairs thing from Noel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's you know another factor there. Um, but basically, yeah, the, the the reason that this roommate who's never mentioned again, and they only found the roommate through Dark Nigel, aka through Jenna, because Jenna was working with Dark Nigel. Um, Basically, this is all just like a big red herring. We get no flashback to confirm any of it, so it's just someone's word. Hmm. I mean, the roommate sure is all in on the CC drama, or she's just, or, or she's she an devils. actor. Yeah. yeah, you know, they could have just told her to say that. Is I guess the thing, which if, I feel like that probably works better than the fucked up timeline. If she's an actor, command performance. Mm-hmm. You want the space? Help me move a box. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, it's funny that like Caleb got this intel, but it's ultimately Arya that goes and talks to her because the uh, handle is busy or something. So, ooh, Arya and Jake are at organic roast. They're at Mermaid Star Cafe. Oh, which offers <laughs> organic roast. Sorry, yeah. is this Mermaid where... Star? Which I mean, it's obviously Starbucks. Is this where um, Caleb and Paige met? Um, maybe I'd have to look it up. It's possible. Okay. Yeah, this is like the other coffee place. This is where we're going to start the B team. <laughs> Arya's meeting with Jake there. He's got these like... <laughs> Look at that picture. There. Yeah, he's got these like karate photos that I guess she took of him. And there's this weird bit where he like mentions that he's like has a match tonight, but he's embarrassed mm-hmm. or something. Like he d- didn't want to ask her to go. And she's like, oh, I'll go if you're going to be there. And he's just like, oh, okay, I guess. Then of course she like, she goes with them later in the episode, but like skips out on the entire thing. Yeah, she will blow off almost mm-hmm. entirely. Um, Mermaid Star. I love that. <laughs> oh, Jake. Just run. Run away. Uh, we have a just fucking wonderful scene between Ren and Mona. This this scene's just delicious and Radley here. Because Mona, of course, just got immediately transferred to Radley after she confessed. Mm-hmm. With, as he hands her the picture, the infamous picture to get her emotional response and we see on the table carved then will the circle be unbroken mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah she doesn't want to talk about her feelings of him oh she uh, says why would i ever be honest with you yeah there's there's all this kind of uh suggestive suggestive dialogue between them right about like yeah i, I learned where your loyalties lied you know and like you know whose side are you on that sort of thing so this is his last episode up until 7B, right? Quite possibly, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't think he, he shows up mm-hmm. again. Um, anything about Ren that would elicit him needing to come back or quote-unquote unanswered mysteries, to me, is all in this episode. Other than that, yeah, he's yeah, just before the this, Ponzi British guy. Before this, he's just been the goofy British guy. There's this one episode here where he's super shady, and then he just ghosts, and that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So he doesn't believe that she killed Wilden. Uh, she mentions, of course, that she used to trust him, but she realized his loyalties were elsewhere. He was keeping secrets from her. Also, fantastic Mona. Like, she notices upside down that he left the G out of diagnosis. Which spawned many theories about whether or not he's a real psychiatrist. Yeah. Um, he, it's the bit where he slides her that, like, picture of this, like, farm family. Lots of theories about that and, like, the Campbell apple farm. Um, he he does kind of reveal that he's discovered something about her that she's not telling him is that she stopped taking her medication, mm-hmm. which I feel like that's after the whole diagnosis thing. You drop the G in diagnosis. Mm-hmm. To me, they're kind of implying that like he knows that Mona is off her medication because like her adrenalized hyper reality is back mm-hmm. and she's noticing insane shit from across the room. So basically, he's afraid to confront this beast, this all powerful beast. Well, you can tell that like her superpowers are back. It's yeah. like you, you stopped taking your adrenalized hyper reality suppressors. Um, so and I, I think we're supposed to we're supposed to agree with that conjecture on his part. Yeah. Like I, I don't think it like she doesn't deny it. So I think we're supposed to be like, okay, yeah, Mona did stop taking her medication, so she is potentially going to be up to something, you know, up to up to no good right now. Mm-hmm. And she is, she she's weird in this episode. I watching this episode. I'm trying to figure out like what is Ren doing and who is he talking to. I'm still baffled. Like maybe Melissa on the other end. 
The first phone call. The first phone call. Yeah. The second phone call, he's obviously talking to a coworker who doesn't really or know something. about anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I would. I mean, I can't imagine I could remember my own name if I talked to Nona. So I'm sure I would leave a few letters out of <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Stop taking your medication. I almost like. It's a shame that this is his last episode. He says, I mean, obviously everybody has great scenes with Mona, but him and Mona is like a really fun scene together. Yeah. Like the, the whole doctor patient interaction, which I want to say this might be the only time we really get this. You know, like we, we, we knew that Mona was in the Radley for tons and tons of time. We never actually saw Mona interact with a psychiatrist the whole time. Right. So what, but also what, what is required for a medical doctor to fully transition to be doing I, I don't, psychiatric evaluation? Don't, don't ask too many questions about that. What I'm saying in general, though, is that like we've never actually seen Mona like in analysis, e- no. even though she's been in this psych ward for who knows how long. The medium of television could not support mm-hmm. how amazing that would be. Yeah. Um, so, A will leave sheet music for Toby says leave the lamb alone and go for the lion uh, and then he's gonna start ordering spencer around like a dick god his hair is getting bigger the hair is getting he's bigger. getting angel hair uh, emily's moving in to ali's old room and is just super fucking freaked out because it's it looks like ali's old room now. yeah and spencer's just like you'll be fine relax yeah. <laughs> <laughs> emily's like i can't sleep here and spencer's like you will so spencer you're my tulpa and i order you to Oh, and speaking of mortuary affairs, uh, Spencer tries to point out, you know, 19th century parents opposed dead children and lifelike pictures. <laughs> Emily's like, not helping. Uh, awkward moment where Jessica D comes in and is like, oh, let me get you some hangers and opens a wardrobe and it's like all of Allie's old clothes. And she like just has like this like moment where she's about to lose it. And then she just closes the wardrobe and basically like ignores the whole hanger situation entirely, like changes the subject. Well, Emily's like, I don't really wear anything that needs to be hanged. <laughs> In fact, let's never mention hangers again. They're right. scaring me. Yeah. yeah um, hanged is like an execution thing. <laughs> I hung those clothes like Ian, if you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, there's Caleb. That is a nice leather jacket. Yeah. Caleb's red leather jacket. That's a good look right there. This might be the last good look from Caleb because he's about to go to Ravenswood and lose his hair. <laughs> Japanese pop star. Yeah. So Hannah's making some sp- leftover spaghetti for her mom. I noticed that Hannah, as well as Spencer, has a microwave that is under the kitchen island. Is that like an East Coast thing? It fascinates me. I think it's a like you just had your kitchen remodeled thing. Is that like a new trend though? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I looked at some model homes recently. I don't recall that, but usually they're above the stove. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, write us in. Let us know. Where's your fucking microwave? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Caleb's. Caleb know. wants to tell, basically, is what he wants to tell about a like shit's gone too far. Ashley's like on house arrest, and she's just like, no. She's like, fucking cool it, Caleb. Mm-hmm. So she hunts down Ren at the brew. Um, she's <laughs> she's interested in whether or not CC's like been to Simona. Ren uh, Ren mentions that he's been up for working for 72 hours straight which seems insane that seems like a long time like i feel like you wouldn't be able to walk straight if you'd work that long would a psychiatrist be doing that in a mental hospital i don't know uh, well like what does work consist of does he just go around to each room and like ask cryptic questions to people well and and like give the uh, uh the orderlies a hard time mm-hmm. 
So he tells her that it'll help. You know, once she's gone, he makes that call. Hey, we have a problem. I'll take care of my end. Um, I mean, his end seemingly is to go spin up Veronica Hastings yeah. into confronting Mona. The other end, I guess, is to just wait till Veronica does that and then call in an anonymous you know, complaint against her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What what are you up to, Ren? I wonder if we'll get any sort of answer for this or this will be one of those like uh, after the show ends, like in the Marlene post, you know, in the exit interview. Okay, She'll let yeah, us know. Entertainment Weekly's yeah. exit interview. She'll yeah. be like, oh, he was working with Melissa. Yeah, the interview will, apparently will not be on the Ally website. Um, Emily and in the dealer in his living room, she sees the, the paper showing that Kenneth is divorcing Jessica. Um, someone's watching them through the window. I hope you get a good lawyer. <laughs> I hope I see you in court. I hope mediation doesn't fuck me. Oh, real quick, we have the just the Toby being a dick, the Spencer thing about the piano sheet music he has, and just like ordering her around. You're not allowed to tell your friends about this. And it's just like, man, fuck you, Toby. God, you're monopolizing all Spencer's time with your stupid mom storyline. Well, then after this, he'll turn all like, like quiet and stoic, mm-hmm. um, like detached bro, which only you know furthers the mystery. Well, there's like a this Toby. weird thing where he's somehow trying to like take the moral high ground, you know, like Spencer's the bad one for wanting to, to bring her friends in on it. Yeah, yeah, I hate you, Toby. This, I mean, this is definitely where we really turned on Toby the first go round because it's just like God. Get fucked. Like you're you're dominating all these scenes with our favorite character and and like making her lie to the girl squad. And like, go go to hell, Toby. I'm just thinking like we were so positive about Toby prior to this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Then it goes down. Then, Ezra and Maggie. Then it's time for Ezra to confront Maggie. This is the pay-per-view scene. My God, what a malevolent asshole he is in this scene. <laughs> Open it. I love that he he throws it down on the chessboard like like they're gonna play a game here. <laughs> uh, Ezra says, "No, I, I can't feel bad for you now. I won't." God, what an ass. Um, so that's like kind of split in two. Uh, in between that, Hannah we see a Hannah and Caleb scene. Um, I feel like Veronica and Larry Reben have like a new office here. They like, might have moved offices. Yeah, he was gonna go talk to Veronica and spill, but she stops him. Uh, I thought it was interesting that he has a line here. He he says, Caleb says, A is everywhere and nowhere, which is, as we all know, is a classic Mona line about mm-hmm. how A is everywhere and nowhere. Do you think this is when they started their affair? Maybe. The real the real love story of PLO, mm-hmm. um, which they just talk about Hannah all the time during sex. Yeah. Um, Caleb, I love how he's just like talking about how he'll like, you know, lay some punk out in the street for messing up Hannah. It's so <laughs> tough. Um. I love Hannah because she's so nice and sweet and listens as her boyfriend yaks on. She's kind of supportive, even though he's like trying to take charge of her, her security and her family. But then she's going to go do whatever the fuck she wants because she's Hannah. Goddamn Marin is not, nothing is more complicated. And Ren watches from his car. Yeah. Ren is watching this go down. I mean, seemingly Ren got spooked by uh, Hannah asking about Cece. So maybe he's working with CC. I don't know. Which, you know, I think it's like, ooh, is Ren, is Ren spying on Hannah and Caleb here? And I thought, well, maybe he was just going to go have that talk of Veronica now. True. Yeah. Yeah, very um, true. So then we get the scene. I love the scene, the way it's, it's like framed. Because you see Veronica on the phone. 
She's like pushing back a meeting. She doesn't quite turn around yet. And she's just like, all right, what do you want? And you see that Ren's been sitting there waiting the whole time. The camera pans over to Ren. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she, he like, I can't remember the exact line of dialogue, but he like says some platitude to her. I'd almost family if I hadn't screwed it up. Yeah. And she's just like, fucking really? Like, like this family extended you every, you know, courtesy and you crushed it. <laughs> we should get, we should get together sometime. And she's like, fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, you broke my daughter's heart. Both of them. <laughs> well, one and a half of them. <laughs> and he's basically just here to, you know, quote unquote, warn her about Mona. But really, he's just making sure that she goes and does spins something rash. Yeah, yeah, spins her up. Um, Easily little British man. So then we find out, back to Ezra and Maggie. Uh, her and Ezra were fighting a lot, apparently, at this point in their relationship. At the Back in the whatever. Hey, can I completely derail you for a moment? Please do. Who would Ren or, you know, Julian Morris, like what Hobbit would he be in like a, a Hobbit slash Lord of the Rings remake? Well, there's too many Hobbits for me to completely. Not that many. You got Bilbo. Oh, oh Hobbit Hobbits. Sorry. Okay. I was thinking of, sorry, of uh, of dwarves. So Hobbit Hobbits. Just yeah, Hobbits. Hobbits. Yeah. As um, opposed to dwarves. I'm going to say because he's British and he has that accent, Pippin. Pippin? Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of Pippinish. Mm-hmm. He looks like a guy whose whose nickname should be Pippin. Like everyone should be like, "Hey, Pippin's on set today." Hey, did you get Pippin Starbucks order? Or, I'm sorry, Mermaid Star order. I can go with that. I like it. You like Mary more or no? Mary is. Um, I don't think there's anyone on PLL who'd be Mary, but Mary is a little bit more of the uh, like Pippin's kind of like the dorky of the two, I guess you would say. Okay, you know, like a little bit younger, a little bit more immature, so. That would be Ren. Mary, you'd need someone a little more suave. What? So not Toby. Toby wouldn't be Mary. No. No. Um, who would be Frodo? On PLL? Yeah. Uh, well, I think, I mean. Obviously, Toby, I would be Frodo. Toby would be Sam, right? Smeagol, I can't be sorry yeah. for you. I won't be. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I don't know why I'm derailing there. Anyway. <laughs> Let's get back to, uh, oh, God, Ezra's so mad. Oh, he's getting up. He's like starting to turn away. I won't feel bad for you. Yeah. He's got pockets all over this shirt, too. Holy shit, there's a lot of pockets in that shirt. There are a lot of pockets on that shirt. They're on his sleeves. Folks, there's like six pockets mm-hmm. in that shirt. And the, the shoulder things. God damn, Ezra. It's a lot of buttons. Yeah, it's a lot of buttons, a lot of pockets. Um, So, yeah, she got angry when they were dating back in high school or whatever. Uh, oh, I love the, the start she to walk away. She got drunk and went to a party, made a mistake. Hooked up with a guy. I love that the start to walk away and then he just immediately zoomed. <laughs> he even has a button on the back of his fucking collar. Yeah. There are way too many buttons on that shirt. Did he, like, button that button when he had his weird tie on it or whatever? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, poor Ezra. He's taking that kid to the movies and baseball games. He knows the name of every one of his stuff out of me. I know which one he needs in the middle of the night. And Maggie's just like, this is awkward. I'm going to go. She's like, he's not your fucking kid. Anyway, sorry, later. I guess we're breaking up. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have fucked you again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thus, the Ezra voice is born. Um, he is. He's really like, give me the moral high ground. I mean, what, what do you think? Just the way this is shot, the way he looks all schlubby and gross. Are we supposed to be on his moral high ground? I feel like we're not supposed to. No, I think they're purposely making him subtly unattractive. They're building up to evil Ezra, for sure, yeah. Which, like, who is watching this? It's just, like, yearning for this poor (laughs) disenfranchised 
protagonist. To me, it just kills me. It's like they, I, you had it right there. You built everything up for just a perfect bow on the whole Arya Ezra situation, and then they it's, just it's somehow it's like Ezra is working so hard to make Caleb look better. Mm-hmm. Ten storylines away. Yeah, Maggie's like, "Fuck this! I'm going back to Mad Men." That King Cosgrove, he is a much better boyfriend slash husband than you are, Ezra. He's uh, he's got an eye patch. He's a writer. Yeah, like an eye patch. Yeah, team team Ken. Um, Ian Harding is just like he's just shattering this just whole like, scene. Give me all the scenery. Yeah. <laughs> Captain's Law, Star Day, yeah. Ezra's apartment. Arya yeah. finally goes to meet the the mysterious roommate here. Well. It's a really dorky but classic Aria reference. Gone with the Wind was shorter than this Froyo run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's uh getting Froyo just the whole time that like the what's his face's match is going on right now, Jake's, and she just like skipped out and maybe she'll be back. This chick's gonna be back. I really like this 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 scene, this roommate character. Um CC always said there were four little she devils. I, I like the. I thought she said you weren't girls with Allie or, or girls yeah. with CC or whatever. Yeah, she. Uh, she's just another one of those great like PLL tertiary characters. And Arya's wearing some kind of like obsidian shark tooth necklace, per use. Oh yeah, yeah. She's she has an insane necklace in the next episode. Uh, there's this interlude with Emily and Jessica D, where like. Emily went and made some tea. I don't know. After finding out about like the divorce mm-hmm. situation, Jessica talks about how she saw Allie once and like tackled this girl and it wasn't Allie. And Emily reveals that like Jessica D didn't know that she was gay. And there's like this awkward thing where Jessica's like, well, I would have been cool with that if Allie was still alive. Well, she knows instantly that Emily, it's like the final piece has fallen in. The, oh yeah. Cause I always thought you were in love with my daughter. Yeah. Um, and Emily's like, well, you're not the only one who's seen Allie, but Jessica just kind of ignores it. Emily's like, no, literally, I'm pretty sure I saw her. But yeah, we're like 99% sure she's still alive. Jessica's like, yeah, mm. yeah, I see her too. I see her everywhere. That's why she made the Allie, like restored Allie's room to its like original conditions because Allie, you know, she feels Allie everywhere, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, back to the roommate who supposedly CC skipped out on the rent and she hasn't seen her. This roommate's mad about that. CC somehow or not CC. Uh, this roommate somehow knows that CC got kicked out of UPenn like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Also, this roommate says that she remembers Aria at the, like that frat party. Yeah. Which I mean, I, I feel like the, this is all made up could be an exclamation it at least fixes the timeline a little bit. Because it makes no sense as it is. Three years ago, CC was still in Radley before the A game started. Seemingly had not met Allie quite yet at that point. Yeah. Anyway. Supposedly it's Noel Kong because Hannah had a dream that it was Noel Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we don't really find out much there other than just like more more suspicion directed at CC, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like if CC did live here, she's gone now, basically. <laughs> yeah, they're shoveling coal. Like this is a storyline engine that just need to run. Um <laughs> Hannah lets herself into the empty De Laurentis house. Um <laughs> also Redcoat is there. Redcoat is there. Oh yeah, I love this. Chilling in Allison's bedroom, which Hannah walks into. 
the music box with the mirror and then Redcoat walking up behind me. Do you think this is CC or shower here? I'm just trying to picture what we know of the amazing enigma that is shower Harvey. I think it's shower personally. Why? Shower seems to be a little bit obsessed with Hannah. I feel like shower there's really, yeah, in uh, in season six, she goes to watch Hannah and her mom through the window in, in red coat garb. Hmm. Um, here, she's watching Hannah. I'm pretty sure there's a few other spots where red coat is specifically not, not like Allie red coat from season three, but like, you know, season four on red coat seems to watch Hannah a lot. So maybe that'll pay off and maybe we'll never see Sarah Harvey again. I don't know. Do you think that she's somehow proxy obsessed with Hannah? via Allison, via Charlotte. Maybe. I don't, there, the there are some way... good theories out there about how Sarah is like secretly like Hannah's twin sister or something like that. You know, I've, I've seen that. I've seen like the Sarah Marin. I've seen like the Sarah yeah. Drake. Whatever. I just want more shower. That's all I want. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. Bring like, tell me, tell me, even if it was just Dre Davis playing what if it, Pastor Ted. What if it was Heel ends, right? Uh-huh. And they're like, but wait, spinoff. Sar- Sarah Harvey, like the lost years. And it's like what she's been doing. So not even like a uh, Allison on the run for two years. No, no, no. Just Sarah what Harvey. Sarah Harvey was doing while Ali was on the run for those two Hi, years. I've got basically the high school, the education of a freshman in high school. <laughs> I can't read. I can't read. I can't drive. I'm really clean, though. Mm-hmm. This is my villainous sidekick, Rubber Ducky. <laughs> uh, I'd watch it. Yeah. I mean, I just like, but presumably Redcoat's already here. So, like, what is Sarah? Is she just being a tourist in the house that she knows that Charlotte's obsessed with? Perhaps. I'm not against it. Being I mean, Sarah, she's I'm just pretty curious. weird. <laughs> uh, I feel like we should be saluting this picture of uh, Shower on your wall before we start each episode. Like, she's our patron saint. Mm hmm. Yeah, uh, in case anyone's curious, I do have a little picture of her on the desk here as we record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have an Aria, a shower, and now a Toby. Because it's March, yeah. I'm not sure who's next in the calendar. In like a lamb, out like a lion. Um, yeah, anyway, Toby and Spencer come to see the good doctor again. Like in the day room at his facility, watching a Ronco uh, infomercial and in a wheelchair now. Yeah, Toby shows him these notes, and he's just like, oh, yes, I don't play the piano. (laughs) The air is so heavy, I can no longer walk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Veronica goes to shake down Mona, and Mona just kind of like brats off to her the whole time, because she knows he has her exactly where she wants her. I mean, this whole plan is to get Veronica removed from Mm -hmm. the fence with Ashley, which I guess Cece would want to... I don't know, make it less likely that Ashley would get off. Tighten the noose. Yeah. Well, plus, it's one thing to have the liar suspect Ashley, but with like the Travis thing, I mean, that that legally throws the suspicion onto Cece. And then, of course, the end of season mm-hmm. four, she's, you know, in police custody until Barry comes along. Um, also, but like Mona is immediately like getting under Veronica's skin too, like just dropping like, Oh, you must have like gotten to know people here when your daughter was in here <laughs> five days <laughs> ago. <laughs> it 
think uh, I'm gonna call Ezra. Yeah. Meanwhile, Arya's finally going back to Jake's match. Ezra calls. Uh, Jake comes out and he's just like, "Hey, uh, I'm about to go on. I'm about to fight. I don't know. I know you said you cared. Maybe you don't. I don't know. See inside, maybe. What if he goes inside and just like kicks the shit out of Holden? <laughs> Kills him. <laughs> just keeps like, yeah, like, like Arya, the five fingered like death punch or whatever on Holden. Arya just whispers, heart explodes. Go for his heart. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what she would. That's that's her only just, advice. I'm just picturing Arya's like in his corner, like massaging his shoulders. She's just like, let me give you a little tip." Go for the heart. <laughs> and she's like, what? It's my only advice. I use it for everything. <laughs> um, So her blowing off Ezra's call, I was wondering, like, is this where Ezra's like, well, it's settled. I'm going to write that fucking book. Write that fucking book. As I stare in this dark reflection of myself. Basically, Truman Capote. Basically. I just need his voice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, more of Mona and Veronica talking and then back to Toby. Blah blah blah. Spencer plays piano, which is cool, and pretends to be Toby's mom. Yeah, analyze that. Um, <laughs> I have the weirdest boner. Ultimately, they just find like he mentions Mrs. De Laurentiis, like as he's being wheeled away, and they're just like, "Oh, connection to Allie's mom." And then that's it. Like that's all the info they get. Later on, Spencer comes back. I like. Uh, she's talking to Emily and Hannah in Allie's room, and like. Hannah is sitting in this like armchair and then Emily's like sitting on the arm mm-hmm. like she's Hannah's puppet or something. I don't know. I love that. Because uh, you can't see Hannah's one arm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the, two, the way these two sit together. This though, is yeah. that weird chair in Allison's room where it's like it looks like it's cut in halves on either side of the table. Mm-hmm. Also, there's the, that collage thing, which I'm sure we've talked about in the podcast before. I only bring it up because it's weird when when you're fast forwarding through these scenes as we talk about them, and you just see these little flashes of Jason's face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never know when you're gonna get Jason's face. Subliminal Jason's face, yeah. Whoa, my face. Um, Spencer wants to go confront Jessica, and Emily's just like she's going through a tough time. She's getting divorced. She's fragile. And Spencer's like, and yeah. Uh, so. I guess Emily takes off her work and then later Spencer and Hannah leave and they run into Jessica D. How much later? Yeah, I don't know. We've just been ripping apart our friends, our dead friends' floorboards looking for things. Jessica at, at wants to make them dinner and then instead, like, they blow her off and then Spencer, and she, because she's Spencer, she can't not ask about it. She's just like, hey, do you know Dr. Palmer? Is he your psychiatrist? Spencer's like, well, since you showed me your belly, mm-hmm. I'm going to go for the kill. Yeah, so they eventually get we get the flashback here. This is a great flashback. Yeah, Allie playing piano. Jessica storms in, pissed off, almost closes the piano cover on Allie's fingers, which is great. Um, and then we find out the the whole story. This is when she got a call that like her daughter is at Radley, and she like you know drove over there breaking a bunch of uh, traffic laws, mm-hmm. and it was Cece Drake dressed in Allie's clothing. Allison's like, I can't believe that crazy bitch actually did it. <laughs> and Jessica's just like, this is sick. You're never seeing her again. I mean, toxic friendship. I this mostly makes sense with what we know about Cece, right? No. <laughs> Because Isn't it a little bit? She despises that place. Why would she dress up like Allison and go and like willingly go back in there? I'm thinking mostly from on the Jessica side of things that she would be freaked out if she hears that Allison's at rally. She goes there and it's just Cece dresses Allison. 
and she's yeah, just yeah. like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. yeah. Um, but we get the great uh declaration from from Jessica about their friendship, which mm-hmm. is just as worthy as analyzing about Spencer being Toby's mom, which is that friendship was wrong, obsessive. Oh, like they trade whatever. Yes, that picture. More like they would trade personalities. Yes, they <laughs> traded souls. And Allie is just very pleased with this whole business. He thinks it's hilarious. And then she goes back to playing piano. <laughs> the the framing of Sasha Petersa when she's looking up at Jessica is so good. She's so young, but so just like cherubic and evil. Defiant, yeah. Yeah. And but like you get it, I love the beginning because you get the the counter because we've already had the uh like breathe Allison scene, right? Mm-hmm. So you get that kind of counter that where Allison can't believe that she almost Maybe. lost her fingers. Maybe. I'm not sure if we've got that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's when we find out that that's how Allie survives. She has like an amazing set of lungs or something. She yeah. Hold her breath for like four minutes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's just like more fuel on the CC fire. Like every episode we watch, it's like it's CC. It's CC. Mm-hmm. CC is A. A is CC. Yeah. Uh, and then, which, which in retrospect is what the show just trolling us. It, it is funny how much in your face it is in these seasons, and then uh, they like pull this like little switcheroo and, and. Well, it's like it's like they're just like, go ahead and ask us which what is every list or every viewer's like least favorite scene, and then ask us which scene we say you should or season we should you should watch the most <laughs> for answers. Yeah. It's the same. Uh, Veronica has to tell Hannah and Spencer and Caleb that she's off the case. Well, I just like that that Veronica walks in as Hannah and Spencer are just catching Caleb up on the <laughs> on the case. Wow, thanks. Got to update the hacker every mm-hmm. once in a while. So Veronica can't be the lawyer anymore. Back to uh, Aria. Oh, Caleb's response to the story about uh, CC and Alice and trading souls. That's messed up. <laughs> thanks, Caleb. <laughs> Uh, Arya and Jake are eating some vegetarian burritos on a stoop. On a stoop, he makes a comment about how like he, he wishes this was a more, more formal dinner. He would have gotten her like something nice, like steak. And she's like, "I don't eat meat." Uh, and then uh, she makes fun of him for wincing because of the hot sauce, because he like cut his lip or something. <laughs> that sauce a little too spicy for you, sport. <laughs> yeah, I love that she calls him sport. Uh, occasionally, Arya gets to to have some fun, especially when she's not with Ezra. Well, it's weird that they have these like cute little relationship moments, but there's always like that one thing where it's like if you're paying attention to Arya, you know this relationship is doomed. Jackie Chan. <laughs> oh, we'll get meet. to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, later on, Emily comes home and talks to Jessica D. The like workman comes out and it's just like fix your heater. Got some bad news. Hannah's still mad about the thing with Ashley. The an anonymous tip. Who do you think called that in? Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Caleb's going to drive Hannah home. Cut to Ren drawing or coloring in red on that drawing red coat. And making it more of a brunette, right? Yeah. I think it was all as a brunette. I, I'm not sure. But, okay. Um, but yeah, drawing a red coat on that farm family woman there. Mm-hmm. Very suspicious. I mean, I guess the, the easiest explanation here is he's doing CC favors, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, talking on the phone, presumably to like a coworker, because he's just like, "Oh, I couldn't believe it. It's almost my mother-in-law," you know. And then Jessica D and Emily go down to the crawl space and see that someone's been living down there. And there's like some empty food wrappers and a sleeping bag. Um, 
that song you were talking about earlier, it's a Ms. Mister song, which I don't think that, that particular song got used again. But I know maybe it did, but like that's obviously the the season of Ms. Mister. Um, no, the, it wasn't a Ms. Mister song. The the song is playing when when Han talks J- to Renza Brew. It's twenty seven by Ms. Mister. That wasn't what I was talking about. I was talking about the song that plays when Toby. Oh, oh, right, Baby Fish, yeah. Chris Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the song playing in this scene, uh, Every Dream of Heart- Heartache by Talk Normal, which is the cover of a Roxy Music song. I love this song. We've talked about this many times. I love this song in this scene. It makes this scene so much more epic. But you blew my mind. Yeah. Dun, dun, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The light goes off and Emily notices the holes that were drilled in the ceiling slash floorboards there. And just great shadows mm-hmm. coming over her face. Yeah. Obviously, you can see when somebody's walking by up there. And that's just Emily's extra freaked out now. I, I you know, I feel like I've noticed it, of course, in a few Norman Buckley episodes because we always talk about Norman Buckley with the film references and stuff. But like, I feel like I notice more of the Emily scenes with these great like Nor shots, Emily in shadows. Um, interesting. Yeah, so we get the A tag, which is the wreckage of Emily's house. We see like the cracked pictures of Emily, cracked pictures of Wayne, um, and then A throws a dirty heel onto the pile. Yeah, it's Ashley's muddy shoe, which uh, we'll get to right in the next episode. Of Tanner, I just wonder like. What would the cops even think? Like, don't you think that's a little weird that uh, someone's shoe that you suspect they were wearing during a murder showed up in the wreckage of someone else's house? Like, there's no chain of, you know, uh, evidence or whatever they call it. You know, like, like how? What do they think that is? They're like, oh, what a coincidence! We found the shoe here. That's cool. Wouldn't that ultimately lead to like also arresting Emily or something? But like, how do they think the shoe got there? I can only assume that you would think that Emily's somehow involved, but unless it was planted, but like, which is what you're saying, but like, what, when were the cops going back to check out the house? Well, it's like the construction workers found it, I guess, or something like that. Okay. They're cleaning the rubble. Yeah. And how did this get to the cops? The, the <laughs> construction was like, oh shit, a dirty pump in a house that contains two women. Yeah. Oh fuck, all the cops. And it was it was like right on top of everything. Yeah. It's not like they like had to dig it up or anything. Yeah, I don't know. It's like you'd think the cops would be like, well, this is a little bit weird. Uh, anyway, we are moving on to bring down the hoe. This episode number eleven of the season is written by Oliver Goldsick and Francesca Rollins, directed by Melly Mayron. Uh, this one and the Hannah dance one, like Melly Mayron, does some of the interesting like dance choreography. Oh, she do the one, the bang bang. Yeah, the bang room. bang. <laughs> um, yeah. So right at the start of this episode, Arya's out. Oh man, Arya. Weird. It's a whole ensemble. Tiger blazer shirt. It's like a Lisa Frank safari. Like that necklace. Oh well, she's got a necklace of like saber tooth tiger teeth or something like that. Mixed with like jade saber tooth tiger teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A giant tiger on her t-shirt and like this weird jacket with all sorts of weird safari stuff going on. It is hideous. It is Arya. Like, yeah, yeah. She looks like the ambassador to Wakanda here. And then she also has like her hair up weird too, with like these big long, like tendrils. Tendrils. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all chilling. I Meanwhile, believe. Spencer and Emily look like high school girls. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> Spencer and Emily look normal. Uh, they're talking about the business with the holes in the floor mm-hmm. and how Emily's so freaked out. She never wants to go back there. And they're still like, no, you have to. You know? yeah. And Spencer tells Emily to wear underwear at all times. 
Like first Arya's like, well, why don't you stick to the second floor? And then Spencer's like, yeah, and wear underwear at all times. Like Emily's, and Emily's like, thanks, I hadn't considered that, but yeah, thanks. Now I'm gonna think about that too. Like Emily's wearing a skirt with no underwear and just <laughs> walking around this house of Jessica De Laurentiis. As if you weren't creeped out enough, Emily. Now you gotta worry about the upskirt shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's just normally going commando there. I, I feel like the paparazzi situation in Rosewood should be tense. Uh, Hannah shows up. She's very concerned about the lawyer situation, but more like yelling at Spencer to like go talk to your mom. Mm-hmm. And Spencer's like, my mom's a lawyer. I'm sure she knows what she's doing. And Hannah's just like, go talk to your mom. I'm angry. And then Tanner shows up, right? This is yep. Tanner comes yep. in. Yeah. Uh, Tanner is just like asking about Emily's house. You know, and it's like, well, as it happens, you know, we found the shoe mm-hmm. linked to the Wilden's murder, which is why suddenly I'm interested in it now. And Hannah's like, I'm going to go throw up. She's just all happy go lucky. Like, mm-hmm. let me just throw up this, this laxative information, see what, how you guys all react. Yeah. Well, it's the old, like, oh, you know, there was one other thing. Yeah, the Columbo. Yeah. 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 Um, so Hannah excuses herself to go throw up everything she's ever eaten. Um, I love that Tanner hangs out and she's just looking around. She's like, I'm a liar now. I'm one of you. Shh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and she's just like, gosh, I hope Hannah's okay. So she's like, Ari, am I your topa or are you mine? Yeah. Soccer rocks. We, we passed by, there's a poster for the, the hoedown and then soccer rocks poster. Yeah, Country Western Roundup. The old barn in Watertown. DJ and country cuisine, which means fried chicken. $15 cover. Man, 20, 20, 20 at the door. door. That's pretty high. For it's something like a fundraiser so dumb. Yeah. Yes, that is expensive. Yeah, it's a little high. Anyway, uh, Hannah comes out of the bathroom after puking her guts up, seemingly. The rest of the girls meet up there. You really get a good look at Arya's outfit there and just <laughs> wow. You just picture like some of the girls in there to like wash her hands and she just hears. Is Emily's shirt boxing gloves? Her shirt boxing yeah. gloves? Is, is that like a drawing? I can't, I can't tell. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. It, yeah, it looks like like white and red boxing gloves. Yeah, so Spencer has has plans, which include putting Cece on Tanner's radar. Uh, the others are going to help her check out the crawl space. Hannah will distract Mrs. D with some bolo tie shopping. This is a very elaborate plan to get Jessica D out of the house so they can go look around the crawl space and I don't know, hope they find a clue. You know, they don't know exactly what they're going to find, but they need Jessica out of the house for it. Screaming. Um, yeah. So we'll get the first appearance of Travis here, like in the hallway, just like staring at Hannah. Yeah. Just being a creep, not saying anything. And she's just like, that's weird. I mean, like she's really, she's freaking out. She's about to cry. She thinks her mom's going down for a murder. And then she just sees this guy staring at her and she's like, fuck you, buddy. I mean, I don't dislike Travis or anything, but it's a weird affect. Yeah. Paige shows up later wearing a Boy Scouts of America shirt, which like, I feel like this, like, she, this is only one scene, I believe. Like, this is too good of an outfit for Paige. You've only worn like the one time in this like super brief scene. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know. That's like a good Paige look. I feel like this is, um, this is the start. I think of Paige having really good looks. Like, yeah. It continues into season five. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's 
talking to Emily about like uh, this letter of recommendation she got, and then she reads a letter. Uh, it's just from like the. This is from the. The people don't know what you're laughing at, man. You gotta screen cap that one. It's too good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's she's reading the um the the gushing glowing letter from a uh, uh what's her name Rumor Willis, uh talking about how fantastic Emily was at uh and and Paige is like well she's home. clearly in love with you, and Emily's like what yes but I mean what <laughs> um but so okay what is with the page here, is it that they tried a bunch of looks and none of them worked out and this one was a winner or was it like is it like kind of like the Ezra thing where it's like, let's up Paige's look while Emily's like shitting on her? Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like it's the first outfit we've got from Paige that like really displays like a little bit of personality on Paige's part. Like yeah. that she would wear yeah. like a Boy Scout shirt. It's kind of funny. You know, it's like obviously like a comment. Um, and then it's like that's in one scene. You never see it again. I feel like I mean, we should have brought it back. Like she's finally comfortable with herself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Arya looks even more bizarre with like just carrying the jacket, the weird tiger the shirt, big necklace, the giant growling tiger face <laughs> on her shirt. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, first of all, Jake's look here. He's like wearing like what appears to be perhaps a basketball jersey, like yeah. tucked in, yeah. or something with a jacket over it. That's not a great look. There's like way too much like low collar there. You know. I mean, he's almost shirtless, basically. Not. Quite, this is yeah. like this is too extreme of a v-neck kind of thing you can definitely tell that he shaves his chest yeah yeah for mm -hmm. for karate yeah um and dancing and for dancing and karate he's stepping up to the karate bro um yeah so he's trying to make some time with her here uh well it's weird like she's suddenly like really like closed off and cold to him like yeah. after that last episode he's just like Oh, like, uh, do you want to hang out? And she's like busy, and he's like, uh, I know a lawyer in case your friend needs one. And she's like, thanks, no thanks. Even though Hannah just said, I knew lawyer shit. Yeah, <laughs> Ari is just like, nah. <laughs> and then, and then suddenly she's like, hey, do you want to go to the hoedown tonight? Mm. Like, I don't know. It's like she realized she was being like bitchy to him or something like that. So he's like, yeah, sure, let's go to the hoedown. Well, it's just so charming of an idea for her because it's the first time she can go to a school dance with someone she's dating. <laughs> uh, Spoiler alert, Arya, your ex is still going to be there. Speaking of her ex, uh, we get a scene that may be even better than the Maggie scene <laughs> when Emily goes to check on Ezra, who's in his empty classroom staring off into space. He's got the scruff. Well, can I just, can I just give you some dialogue here? I know exactly what you're going to say. Emily says, are you growing a beard? Oh, oh, oh. And Ezra says, what? No. Before that, though, she says, this is how the scene starts. Hi, busy? I should be. <laughs> Are you growing a beard? What? No. And uh, she's uh, concerned. She wants him to read her letter of recommendation. She's concerned it might be a little bit too glowing. And he's like, Emily, there are people with real problems in the world. Also, this piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Is teaching the kids their iambic pentameter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Some of us have real problems, Emily. And then she's like, fine, fuck you, asshole. And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry, going through a rough time. Maggie wants to take let her me son, tell who's you, not my son, away. Let me tell you, teenage girl, student, mm -hmm. friend of my ex girlfriend, also teenage girl and student, <laughs> my, I don't know what she is, is moving across country. And taking my not son with her, mm -hmm. the bitch. 
she um, can't oh, do that, can she? Also, I'd like to be the first to tell Arya, so I'd appreciate if you didn't say anything, which means I would like you to go tell her for me. Mm-hmm. Pass that note Because she's not returning my calls. And I'll know if you did, because I have you under surveillance. <laughs> I have cameras everywhere. Oh, man. Just his hair and the scruff and everything. It's so bad. I mean, this guy, he tries to take Maggie to court for some sort of, like, partial custody of a child that it's not his who's been in that child's life for like two weeks or something. Is she still like cashing checks from his mom? Uh, presumably that all got cut off. Okay. Cause that's why she had to move. You know, we didn't, we didn't want to rewatch that episode, but he gets a call from her that uh, she's getting evicted. <laughs> so she's like, all right, Diane, <laughs> you want to fuck me? I'll fuck your son again. <laughs> Um, so we get another great Macy's name drop from Hannah. Um, that's where you shop for a classic hoedown fashion. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, this this jacket that Caleb's wearing, this is like the start of his like post Ravenswood look a little bit. It's like weird jean jacket, fringy vesty thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also with the built-in hoodie. Mm-hmm. That's been the style. I'm really good at hoodies. Yeah. So they're talking about like she's got to go like fake being nice to Jessica D to go shopping for this hoedown, which and he's just like. By the way, we are going to that. Your mom ordered me to. Here's a text. So she has to go to the hoedown. I feel like he shows her the phone real quick. And there's just like miles of text conversations between him and Ashley. She's like, wait, what's the rest of this? He's like, no, 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 don't scroll. (laughs) You don't need that. Uh, She finds a envelope from Diva Dish in her locker that somebody dropped in there. It looks to have like three or four large in it. Uh, It says, maybe this can help your mother. Like with what her legal fees? Like, yeah. He's like this Travis guy's like I could, I could give testimony to get your mom cleared of a murder charge, but instead here's three thousand mm. dollars. That that's equal, right? Mm. And I'm gonna stare at you ominously to make sure you got my envelope. I did. I don't. I don't know. I guess I never broke into people's lockers enough. No, he just. I think he just like fed it in there. Okay. Yeah, through the the vent. Uh, meanwhile, Spencer and Toby. She's like haranguing Toby about something as he's loading up his truck with like saws and tools and whatnot. Uh, she she wants to know what is she asking about here. Um, I'm trying to remember what it is, but Spencer, I, I do not feel like asking yeah, questions. Just Toby's response is Spencer, I don't feel like asking questions. Um, and then he gets in the car and he turns on turns it on and the radio starts playing and it's like it's his mom singing. And oh, he's just shit. like fl- freaking out. And it's, it's, you know, they take out the CD. It's from A saying there's more where this came from. Toby, there's a ghost in your radio. Get it out of here. And Spencer's just like, obviously, you're being played, you fucking idiot. And he's just like, maybe, you know, like, he, he just refuses to like, acknowledge that like A is fucking with him. That like this will lead to no good. A doesn't give out favors. You know, like A is clearly setting him up for something. And he's just like, I got to call that Dr. Palmer and see if there's more of these tapes. He's not even savvy about walking into a trap. Cece's probably like a little disappointed that he's this easy. And yet also this obtuse because. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, he'll have to like he's so bad at this. She'll have this to then, plotline just completely ends. But she'll yes. have to text him not only the address of where he needs to go, but a picture of what it looks like. <laughs> she, might, she might as well call him an Uber to get to this plotline. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That was actually a big help. But next time, <laughs> please lift. I don't want to support that company. 
so then later, Hannah's getting herself a coffee, turns around. Oh, there's that fucking Travis guy again. Finally, she goes over and tells him to stop stalking her and hooks it out of there. And it's like he kind of wants to say something, but then he's like, ah, never mind. How many times does Hannah have to tell this to like a random yeah. teenager in Rosewood? I know, I'm Hannah Marin. Stop staring. <laughs> um, Yeah, so are we at the crawl space yet? No. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah. here we are. Crawl space. Waiting for Spencer to show up with a good flashlight. Light right now, it's just Arya and Emily. They find a button that could be from a red coat. Mm-hmm. Spencer shows up with the good flashlight. This is like this fucking like two million camel power like halogen or something that blinds she, everyone. Yeah, she's just got like her lightsaber. She ignites here. Mm-hmm. Uh, God damn, that thing's impressive. Um, Emily suggests to Arya that she should call Ezra, and she's just like, "Oh my God, let me talk about my love life for a second. How crazy it is." Uh, they they sent they hear somebody up there. You got the great shot of Arya's eye, like looking through the holes in the floor. Mm-hmm. Eventually, like they Emily texts Hannah, "Is Mrs. D with you?" Gets the text back, "Yes, Mrs. D is with me." Why? I always love this show because, like, obviously you can't do location shooting in Macy's. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful store, but uh, I love that. Like, you don't ever see Hannah. It's just like, yeah, she's with me. <laughs> oh, I mean, it works though. You know, yeah. you get the text. So, but I mean, it's uh-oh, always like. Mrs. D is with Hannah, then who's upstairs? Yeah. I mean, but like, it's always like somebody can clearly hijack your text and mm-hmm. frame it. Um, so A will start stabbing knitting needles into the floor and down onto them. Yes. Now, this could be very a traumatizing move. to Arya. This could totally be a shower move. Yeah. This is like the most like deadly knitting needle you've ever heard. It's just like, shing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like stabbing down. Like three West times. Knitted, knitted they all freak out. I, I guess like then. Redcoat just like runs away upstairs. Bye. Later on, they're telling uh, Hannah all about this traumatic situation with that Macy's bag right next to her there. Macy's, everyone. The bag gets bigger every time we cut to it. Mm-hmm. It's a recycled bag. Too. Spencer um, comes down from upstairs and finally they're like, what the fuck is going on with you? They're like, we're, we're staging an intervention. Your plot line sucks and it's taken away from the girl squad. Like, you got to come clean with us. What's going on? Which is funny because, never mind the last few episodes, in this episode alone, she's just, like, walked away early from a conversation because she got a message on her phone. I mean, like, I was just thinking, like, a season later, Ari will be like, what are you doing with your phone, Spencer? You keep looking at your phone. And she's just like, what? I'm just sexting of Toby while he's out of town. <laughs> like, this would have been your excuse. Well, I mean, she obviously wasn't prepared with one though yeah and aria knows all about leading a double life because that's what she did with ezra uh, i love that uh, hannah asked spencer if she's pregnant she's like oh my god are you pregnant and like shut up hannah. <laughs> yeah i just love that like like the meta level here where they're all confronting spencer and being like what's going on mm-hmm. why why are you like ditching us for your boyfriend's plotline that sucks why are you lying to us Fair question. Arya's like, I get it. You got a boyfriend. We've all had boyfriends. And Hannah's like, even Emily. Emily's like, shut up, Hannah. <laughs> yeah. So she eventually has to tell them about the whole Toby's mom business. And they're like, oh my God, that's such a lame plot line. Well, yeah, I can't believe you've been avoiding us for that. Spencer's like, Toby's dealing with some really serious stuff. And Arya's like, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. A tough crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. Then there's a really tough scene with the Keekster acting super hard into a phone in his truck. Thanks for all the help as he hangs up on whoever <laughs> is on the phone. Well, some dude walks around in the background checking his mail. Yeah, he gets the 
text of the picture of the car. Oh, and he's just like, oh no. Yeah, he's just looking spooked. Like he's like he's never gotten an A text before, you know? He's like teary eyed, spooked. Mm-hmm. As Make, if he making lots of faces. As he if he didn't just spend at least a half season like apprenticing to the master. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like this should not be a shock to you at all that like this is how it works. Like A should have just been like, look out your car window, see all those breadcrumbs? Mm-hmm. Follow it to the fucking plot. Oh yes. yes. So the sea of people in the brew part, and there's just Arya and Ezra again. Arya looks over as uh, like the people all move out of the way, and there's Ezra looking up at her, and she's like, "Ah shit, I've been avoiding your phone call for the past few days. Now you're gonna come over and talk to me. God damn it." So I could give Ezra the benefit of doubt and say, "Oh, maybe he's working on grading papers over no, there." No, he's but working we, on the book. He's working on the book. Yeah. Arya is supposed to be meeting Jake here, so this is extra awkward. Because, like, he comes over and he's like, oh, I see your phone's not broken or, or something like that. You know, and it's just like, dude, take the hint. Way to be cool. Yeah, way to be cool about it. She's like, yeah, this isn't a great time. And then uh, Jake shows up and there's this extremely awkward, like, meeting between these two guys. Where he... Jake does the side bro nod. Mm-hmm. What's up? He does the, uh, like, he hesitates just a little bit on the shaking of the hands. You know what I mean? Like, not, like, too long to make it really awkward, but long enough that there's a little bit of a power play there. Well, like, they're trying to win the high road. So mm-hmm. Ezra, as the adult, tries to win it. And then he he makes sure to uh, uh, say goodbye to Jake with the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice meeting you. <laughs> Such a weird point. Is he, like, rocks back on one foot? Yeah. I mean, I, I make fun of the way that Ian Harding, like, pauses constantly like Shatner. But, like, he does a great job of conveying just Ezra's bizarre thought process. Um. My, my bizarre process yeah um <laughs> my bizarre thought process and my inside <laughs> jokes yeah so he leaves and Arya's just like god that was embarrassing but he blows it off because he got her some what would you call this emerald sea foam turquoise turquoise soft, sea foam soft blue boots so like somehow he knew that like she was gonna have a shirt that matches this <laughs> wasn't she just wearing like a denim jacket i, I I thought I thought she had like, like some powder of, blue denim jacket. It matches the boots, I think. I don't know. We'll Enough, see. Yeah. Yeah. I like how she looks around like, oh shit, no one can see me getting boots in public. She's a little weird about getting booted in public. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, uh, you know, a man booting his woman. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a little weird. Is it? <laughs> anyway, um, she wonders how he knew what size. Uh, her shoe is and he's just like it's a skill or whatever you know i have that talent this is my christian gray moment yeah (laughs) well and like it's funny because it's like here's this big romantic moment it's like guess what like one episode later he's gonna fall asleep during some old movie and not want to go to a poetry reading and she's gonna be like deuces going back to ezra (laughs) let me throw something bizarre at you Mm -hmm. this dude ryan guzman Mm -hmm. christian gray I mean, sure. He maybe looks a little young, I guess. Mm. But whatever. As opposed to having like a man in his late 30s play a 27-year-old? Yeah. yeah. I wonder who... Uh, obviously, the Laura portrait like went to the archive. I really wonder who got the evil French twins movie poster from Allison's room in the show. Mm. And did. Yeah, I wonder. I would have fought for that if I was somebody on the show. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, Spence and him are hanging out in Allie's room. Emily's like packing her shit. Uh, she gets a text from Paige. Paige asked her earlier about going to the hoedown. 
Uh, Emily was noncommittal. Paige texts her and says, uh, haven't heard about you know, from you about tonight. Guess the answer is no. Question, question mark, mark. Question mark. Question mark. And Emily's just like, ah, whatever. Like she, she is a terrible girlfriend. <laughs> she's really good at blowing Paige off because she <laughs> instantly glances around the room and she's like, I need the flashback to something. I'll, anything will do. Is that nail polish? Boom. Flashback. It's flashback. Flashback to Allie painting her nails and telling her Emily that she needs to dump Ben because he sucks. He's so mushy squash. Compare Shay Mitchell in this scene to Keegan Allen trying <laughs> to be young in that flashback. <laughs> she is so good at playing like a young teenage girl here. Like younger Emily, I, I feel it. Toby seemed a little younger in his goofy flashback. For sure, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like she does a better job. Especially with this whole like hidden arousal that she has to convey as Allison's like touching her feet and you know, needling her about dumping her boyfriend. Allie, with just with the sage wisdom, you need to be careful at what you're good at because you're gonna be spend the rest of your life doing it. Yeah. That's insane knowledge from like a fifteen year old girl. Yeah. Yeah. She even throws in a, a hun. Yeah, and then we find out that like Allie has this like service that she offers her friends in case they need it, where she will go dump a dude for you, like if you don't want to dump the guy yourself. And that she did, she did this for some other mysterious friend at one point, and the guy pulled a gun on her. This guy who used to go to their high school, but not anymore. Not anymore. And I love how it like it comes out of this flashback, and like Emily turns around and spins her, and she's just like, "I just had a flashback that Allie had a gun pulled on her." Oh yeah, remember when Allison had the gun pulled on her? And Spencer's like, "Uh, context, please." It's like eighty-three episodes into the show, and it's like I just remembered there was a time Allie told me that somebody pulled a gun on her. That didn't seem relevant until right now. You know what they're not talking about here, Hmm. Paige? No, they're not. Yeah, but Paige is just like waiting looking at her phone being like anything guys yeah i have the read receipt i know you saw <laughs> yeah. the text you should turn that off um but like she's not kidding allison's dumped me for like four girlfriends mm-hmm. she's really good at it <laughs> i break up when i have inside jokes um i see Allie's like dumping services kind of like and um, you know, and up in the air, they're like layoff service that mm-hmm. they do. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Allie shows up with a little folder in a severance package. Yeah. It opens it up, it's just like a picture of a middle finger. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh Archer's like, Well, what do I do? Do I do I drive her insane <laughs> and steal her fortune, or do I just hire her to dump her for me? Um so, meanwhile, cut to, this is what we'll find out later, is uh, Ezra's lair. It's like a corner of his weird book museum. Yeah, all these photos of Allie, newspaper articles, Got photos Allie. of the other liars, and then pan over to see, oh, look, it's Cece in a black hoodie talking on the phone, saying, like, I'm sick of waiting for, I guess, Ezra is who she's sick of waiting for. Mm-hmm. Um, we see, like, maps of, like, the East Coast. And it's this is clearly, like, some sort of layer. There's the red coat. Mm-hmm. Like, the show is just, like, CCSA. Guys, guys, are you watching this? CCSA. Ooh, look at that. We're going to distract you. But it's a great, like, economy of combining suspects. Mm-hmm. Um, who's left and alive and on the show? Um, so then. Then the hoedown. The hoedown. Oh, we got some line dancing. I've got a lot of thoughts about line dancing. Yeah. Uh, Caleb and Hannah stroll in. She's got this like gingham dress on. He's wearing a bolo tie. She, she looks like a picnic table. He's wearing a black hat. Just, you know, yep, yep. theorists. Hannah. Make note. Black hat. Hannah and Travis will wear white hats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that a hint to something? Let's get you some sarsaparilla. Really mad about 
<laughs> yeah, Kale is really cosplaying it up there. Yeah, I would love to see uh, the Grunwald sashay into all this. Yeah. Uh, Look at Travis's this, buttons. Travis shows up. It's like gold buttons or something. What are like diamond buttons? Like yeah, diamond yeah. Buttons? Those are some. That's something, right? He's just like, Hannah, you need to come dance with me because the only way I can reveal to you my uh, new evidence is, is through dance. This is Anna. Hannah has a very interesting relationship with dance on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, so she she makes up uh, this whole story, like when Caleb comes back about how like this guy is like one of Mike's lacrosse buddies, and there was a bet where she has to dance with him. And he's like, "What kind of sense does that make?" Yeah, he's just like, "Whatever." I know you're lying to me. I'm not threatened by you, buddy. <laughs> not threatened at all. I'm I'm the exact opposite of Ezra, and I'm going to drink this punch that tastes like uh, cough syrup. Cough syrup. You know, it might be purple drink. Maybe we want to drink a little more of that. <laughs> Meanwhile, cut over to like Noel Khan, shifty eye, just like spiking the punch bowl. <laughs> yeah. Noel Khan's just got like NyQuil in one hand and I don't know, like, he's just like, it's got codeine in the other. He's just dumping them both in. I just see him with like a like a milk jug of like GHB that he just pours to the punch bowl. Here, I'll bet you've seen this movie. Have you seen a movie called Toy Soldiers? Uh it's like Sean Aston, Will Wheaton. Long, They're like long, prep school gets ago. taken over by terrorists or whatever. Uh-huh. The only reason I bring that up is because like I can't remember which one of the characters in it, but like they have like this like mouthwash that's actually just liquor, but it's disguised as mouthwash. Mm-hmm. So like that like the dean won't notice that you're drinking or something. I feel like Noel Khan would be behind a gag like that, you know? He'd yeah, be like I- selling like the the like 40 proof mouthwash to other kids. When we were in high school, I remember certain people's method for drinking in high school mm-hmm. you get the uh, syringe into the orange no 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 it was pinaka so they were they were just like squirting it like straight yeah. the back of their throat which is like not comfortable especially if you're a teenage not used to drinking syringe into the orange man yeah yeah anyway just picture Noel Khan. he's got he's got like some cough syrup in one bottle and i don't know some vodka in the other and he's spiking the punch just feel like yeah now it's a good spread. I just prefer he has a milk jug and on it is written homemade GHB. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just three X's. <laughs> and then he, after he spiked the punch, he like walks by the uh, hors d'oeuvre table and he just like frowns and like kind of rearranges some but stuff. Picture the scene. It's like in their RV somewhere. It's Noah and Eric Kahn like wearing the, uh, uh, the aprons. Sure, the catering. Time to cook. Yeah. And then they turn around. <laughs> we need see, to cook. And you see that they're not wearing anything underneath the aprons. It's just ass. <laughs> yeah, and they're just making some empanadas. <laughs> Make that show happen, please. <laughs> Noel Khan walking up to Talia. Stay out of my territory. <laughs> You're Noel Khan. You're goddamn right. <laughs> Say my name. Yeah. Anyway, there's a hoedown happening. Uh, we get the info dump about how Travis was, I guess, hired by Wilden and his dad's tow truck company to get Wilden's car out of the lake. He was there. Travis was when he saw Wilden arguing with Ashley Marin. Ashley left, and then he heard gunshots after Ashley left and saw like a blonde girl running mm-hmm. away or something. So he can. He can somehow prove Ashley didn't do it. I don't know how well this story would really hold up Especially to the since cops. Hannah brings him to Tanner. Yeah. Like Tanner's like, yeah, how convenient. Like weeks later, like, oh, hey, here's an eyewitness who he has no one to verify what he's saying. This guy's not 
like Travis isn't bad. The actor playing Travis isn't bad later on in the show. Mm-hmm. In this episode, I feel like he cannot emote at all. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, he he's he's got to wear a cowboy hat for his like the the first scene he has dialogue in. Mm-hmm. Got to wear the cowboy hat. But but the scene right before Tanner shows up at the gas station when Hannah's like made her her big pitch and he just stares at her blankly and you can see that Ashley Benson's just like what do I have to do? <laughs> how much more do I have to carry this scene? Well, I mean, I don't know how you I don't know what emotion you're going for with I know some information about your mom, but I don't want to tell, you know, like there's probably not a lot to play there anyway. Yeah. Thanks for nothing. Yeah. Um, so Emily shows up with Spencer and Toby, uh, to the dance and they see Paige. Look at this three black hats here. Uh, we got Jake, Aria and Caleb all wearing black hats. Jake's Jake's got like uh, a, put that in your theory. He's got like a grayish hat. It's a little bit gray. Yeah. A little Brown. Yeah. Aria with the black hat though. I mean, come on. Caleb looks funny because like like Jake's the hat is like it's a little more seated on his head. Caleb, it looks like it's just like literally just floating on top yeah. of his head. Uh, Caleb looks like he never wears a cowboy hat, basically. Which yeah. why the fuck would he? Why is he so happy to be here? Well, I mean, so this was I have to think this was all as part of maybe some favor to Lucy Hale to like kind of like quasi promote her new album. Cause that album was coming out around this time. You know what though? I can see that, but to me, it feels kind of insulting. It's like, oh, Lucy, you have an album coming out. That's great. We want to help you cross-promote that. Let's just have you dance. Well, it's weird because it it's like they went halfway. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, we'll do like a hoedown episode. But there was, it's not like they used one of her songs or, right. or anything. Yeah. I don't know. Let's, let's have your song about being in love with the guy who plays Jason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, she's definitely wearing some sort of matching like seafoam vest that like I, did she just have that in her closet and it's like how convenient that you gave me boots that match this. Uh and she has a hat that matches it like with a little tracery on it. Anyway. How come nobody's taken scenes from this episode and just like dubbed like Westworld dialogue over it? <laughs> yeah, it's cuz nobody can remember Westworld dialogue. Sorry Toby, the maze is not for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Spence uh, Emily and Toby show up all wearing uh, lighter colored hats. Now, Toby looks like the authentic like cattle hand who just spends his day yeah. like, picking up shit. Yeah. For an extra 50 bucks, he doesn't have his shirt off. Yeah, he's got the cow hand jacket on. Emily has got like the flannel and like the kind of like white Daisy Dukes. She also has a bandana on, like in case she needs to rob a stagecoach, <laughs> she can cover up her identity. And I think uh, Spencer here basically just has like a hat and some overalls on is like the the extent of her she her outfit. Authentically looks like the rancher's daughter, <laughs> the one that the cattle hand was told to stay away from. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm uh, sure that that plays heavily into their sex games. Yeah. <laughs> just where's where's Peter Hay scenes in a cowboy uh, attire? Spencer, I'm tired of playing the innocent milkmaid, and she's like, "You're gonna play it like it." Um, where's where's Nolan North showing up? I mean, like, Haha, I'm the sheriff in this town. <laughs> he pitchforks Toby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So Paige sees Emily and Spencer's like, "Oh, is was Paige not going to be here?" And Paige, <laughs> Emily's like, "She didn't know I was going to be here." And it's like, "What the fuck?" It's like, "Well, this is awkward now." Yeah. Yeah. And then Paige sees her and she's like, "Well, what the fuck? This is weird, bitch." And all of this Shakespearean drama is happening while they're all dressed ridiculously. <laughs> Um, yeah, 
what is this dancing? They're just walking in a circle. They seriously walk in like a full around. circle and then spin around and walk in a circle some more. Yeah. Which I don't know. Maybe it's like their take on like a country western Sorkin thing. <laughs> and then, and then. Oh, shit. It's time for Arya and Jake to take the dance floor. Show these kids how to line dance. And then it's, I mean, yeah, it's something. You can really tell that, uh, what's this guy's name? Ryan Guzman? Mm-hmm. You can tell he's like a dancer by trade. Like yeah. you can just see it, like like his the way he moves his hips and whatnot. I mean, Lucy's she's fine and whatnot, but like this guy is clearly the only pro out there. Which, I mean, like is like say the last dance or something. Is that what this guy's from? Say the last dance. He's probably in one of the uh, Step Up movies. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. But yeah, there's it's like uh, a ten minute long line dancing sequence. No, it's, it's easily forty minutes of just them dancing, and he. Well, it's like has the uh, biggest cheesiest smile on his face. It's like, yeah, Arya's kind of in the side of the shot, but really it's just like, hey, check out Jake some more and check out Jake dancing. It's most of the scene here. And they're just going on and on. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. He was in Step Up Revolution. Revolution. Wow. Okay. He's also in Heroes Reborn. Poor guy. Ooh. That's rough. Um, Wasn't he in like something quasi prestigious recently? He was in that. Or at least legit. R- Richard Linklater movie. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, everybody wants that's right. some. Jake wants some. Yeah, the in that video I did of season one through four recap, my favorite cut in the whole video is the cut to them doing like the extended dancing here. It just it synced up so perfectly. Mm. Look at this. I mean, seriously, it's just like this line dancing that goes on forever. I mean, they're grinning at each other. What's funny is if you do any like random freeze frame of a Jake scene, he's always smiling and happy, mm-hmm. except when Arya first unloads the Ezra shit on him. <laughs> he's like, whoa, that was that was heavy. I just I absolutely buy Lucy Hale in the scene. I have a hard time with Arya being in this. scene. It makes no sense at all. You just have to like like mentally be like, and this is where Lucy took over yeah, and like wanted the line dance. Turns yeah. out Lucy Hale is one of Arya's personalities. And mm-hmm. then, and then, well, I mean, let's Jake, cut to the barkeep. Jake is such a pro at dancing that he like manages, he's doing his dancing and he can still bird dog and Ezra <laughs> all the way across the, the place at the bar, like stacking up some cups. And he, he's like, Oh, he, this asshole, he's still stalking my girl. Yeah. He sees the shady saloon keeper and does not lose his rhythm whatsoever. <laughs> Who were the folks just like chilling at the bar while Ezra serves? Also, I love it that even though he's clearly restocking the uh, like paper cups, mm-hmm. they have like these old timey authentic like like steins, yeah, yeah steins there that probably are gross. <laughs> I just love how Jake's still like going through the moves, like touching the hat and all touching that, but now he's just like glaring at Ezra the whole yeah. time. Yeah, he's not smiling anymore. Uh, there's a great bit where Hannah goes to talk to Caleb. Um, Oh, no, wait, it's not here. It's later. It's where Arya covers. Uh, I think it's when she's talking to Caleb later. Um, and then Caleb's like, you're a bad fucking liar, Arya. Yeah. You're really the worst. <sighs> Toby is not taking the bait yet, so A, text Toby the address of the stupid car. It's like, first it was just a picture of the car. Mm-hmm. And Caleb did nothing. So A is just like, this is Palmer's old car. Here's the address. A, P.S. Do I need to draw you a map? <laughs> the lift mm-hmm. is outside. <laughs> It's the one with the pink mustache on it. Come on, man. Uh, and then Jake goes and confronts Ezra. Oh, I love this. It's just like, hey, man. This is this is an amazing scene. This is this is kind of almost a precursor to um, uh, what is the other boyfriend that Arya curbed in season seven? The book guy. 
um uh emma watson blank like, yeah yeah liam liam like liam actually calling ezra to his face on like what a skis ball he is like well it's just like what can i get you and jake's just like you can start by giving us a little more space but i mean put ezra in a scene with an adult and it's like you see him clearly <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah jake's just like hey man i get it but fuck off yeah Lee's Arya just... doesn't need your bullshit Weak, bro. <laughs> and then ezra is clearly like scared shitless by this it's yeah. great Mm-hmm. yeah toby eventually like spencer like slips and like lets out that the the other liars know about the mom situation and he's like super mad at her and yells at her because he's a big asshole and she's just like god fuck you and he storms off to go uh follow A's instructions here one of these days spencer i am going to fake my death put you in a mental hospital to the moon yeah <laughs> yeah i can't remember where it is but at some point aria comes up to caleb and caleb is like oh yeah i guess uh like you're this guy like he, he spins the story about the lacrosse buddy yeah we, we just talked about that yeah yeah like oh, aria lies so aria is just like oh yeah yeah totally yeah my brother's like, so immature and he gives her a look like you're the worst liar of all time mm-hmm. yeah so then we cut to caleb uh loading up two plates full of fried chicken and spencer comes up to him like just concerned hey can you go can you go track down toby for he does something dumb here give me the give me those plates i will feed hannah all this chicken <laughs> She's like, I will feed Hannah. You it's run. like she's like, like Hannah's a wood chipper and she's just going to one by one put this fried <laughs> chicken in there. Yeah. So uh, Emily, Emily in this outfit has just been like eyeballing Paige the whole night. And then as a true masochist, she's like, Aria, you should go talk to Ezra. Yeah. He's having baby daddy troubles because he's not a baby daddy. But I love it first. Aria's just like, I'm so glad somebody asked. Let me talk about the pile up of boyfriends at the brewery. <laughs> it was like a Valentine's Day massacre. And now he's here, and it's even more awkward. And Emily, because she hates us, is just like, Arya, yeah, go talk to him. Yeah, yeah, you should go talk to Ezra, Arya. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm mad about the Paige situation, so I'm going to make your life worse, too. Mm-hmm. And Paige is gone. And then she spots, Emily spots a red coat skulking around upstairs. Meanwhile, back to, like, the old gas pump station. Hannah's, like, tracked, uh, what's this, Travis? I always forget this guy's name. Travis. Track Travis here basically convinces him to do the right thing. Uh, gives the money back. He's going to testify or I don't know. <laughs> she's like like shuffling around. She's like, all right, I've acted. Mm-hmm. Are you going to start? Also, she I, is, is she. OK, no, those are just boots. It looks like she was standing like up on this thing just to be at the same uh, height as him. For a second, because the way that piece cut off, it looked like it was like parts and service. Parts and service. That's what Travis provides. Um. Imagine just like how awesome it would be to be a background artist on a PLL and you show up this day and it's like, here's your country Western <laughs> bullshit to put on. Um, also, whether this is CC, Allison, it's not CC, CC, Allison, shower. or Shower, I don't think that either of those three would be caught dead in this fucking hoedown. Well, at least they they just wore the red coat. They didn't like, like hoe down it up or anything. CC's like, I got to get out of here. That place was not chill. Yes, sir. Yeah. I need like five showers. <laughs> yeah. So they think they spot Redcoat, uh, Spencer and Emily do chase outside this and they, they see like a shadow of somebody running down the road and they like stop next to this like old, like the, the super hayride old truck. hayride truck. And it's like 
this old dude wanders by and what's the dialogue here? <laughs> hey, can we borrow your truck? Um, no. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I love that. I, first of all, I want him to be like, why do you assume I'm the driver? Yeah. I, I go to school with you here. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, rides closed. Sorry. No, you can't use my truck as like a getaway vehicle or whatever planning. But then they look in the cab and the keys are in there. So cut to them like trying to start the truck. Uh, meanwhile, Arya goes to talk to Ezra and he reveals a sad ass story about Malcolm. He's like, I don't want your boyfriend to hit me. Yeah. Yeah. He's seriously like, is, is Jake here? Is, is Jake around? If he is going to hit me, just not in the face. Mm-hmm. I don't want to damage this. <laughs> <laughs> There's other 15 year old girls out there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Spencer's trying to get it into gear in this like ancient stick shift and then like there's this whole bit where like Redcoat is somehow like burrowing into the hay and the, and the like a trimmer bed. <laughs> yeah like a trimmer Emily gets out like I think they they text Arya and say bring Jake SOS and yeah. then they get out Emily grabs the hoe and brings down that hoe like basically trying to like stab and kill whoever's hiding in the hay which is intense but even better is i love spencer just pointing and spencer's there, like there, there attack there <laughs> do it tulpa good <laughs> i mean like serious damage might have been done to this person if they were actually in this hail mm-hmm. yeah um and they just find a red coat after all that well that's not satisfying not really no is it at least covered in blood i mean what like shower harvey like burrow under the Ow. hay and then just like wriggle out of her coat. That's yeah. it. I'm gonna electrocute you bitches in the dollhouse. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Toby goes to like stage an inter- or I should say Caleb goes to stage an intervention with Toby mm-hmm. at this car that Toby's like trying to slim Jim his way into on the actual Brokeback Mountain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to Caleb's just like Spencer's really freaked out right now, and Toby's just like I know what I'm doing, and then like a cop car rolls in and they just run away. And like that's kind of the end of this whole plot line, other than the, like Peter Hastings shows up to like broker a deal, cut a check. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the infamous put some pants on Toby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that's it. It's like all this <laughs> build up to like Toby trying to slim Jim his way into a car, and then it's like, oh shit, the cops are coming. Never mind. Toby, I made myself a vow a long time ago as a lawyer. I'm no longer going to hand a man not wearing pants a check. Um, so Tanner will show up at Jake's garage and take down his report that Ashley is innocent and you know, whatever it's like, obviously not using Tanner to her strengths. You could have sent Holbrook for this. Yeah, whatever. Uh, somehow this, uh, just gets Ashley off green clear. This one dude's testimony. Yeah. Marshall Clark will be in the next episode. There's like a police lineup or something in the next one, right? Yeah. Travis picks out Mm -hmm. not Ashley. (laughs) <laughs> well i guess does he pick out he just would just say no one right i, I don't know. yeah they just like rounded up a bunch of redheads i just remember marcia clark mm-hmm. comes out and lets her know that she's clear and also buy her new book yeah so they see that the red coat they found is missing a button so seemingly the same red coat that was hiding underneath the... i i have written down in my notes good god what do Paige and her friends talk about and then i just thought i don't know normal teenager stuff normal stuff <laughs> Emily walks up after just being really bitchy to Paige all day and like blowing her off. And she's just like, yeah, anyways, I want to dance with you now. And Paige, Paige will acquiesce because she likes Emily. But seriously, well, Emily. Super metaphorically, before the lights turn on, I want to <laughs> dance with you. Um, 
good on Paige. I guess this is when I started to respect Paige more because she knew that Emily was just like staring at her the whole night. Thank God Paige didn't walk over to her. She made Emily make the first move. Yeah. 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 And then you do this little dance here. Which everyone else is just doing whatever this Western dance is where they like walk and talk and spin around. These <laughs> two are doing, they're really cutting a rug. Yeah, I don't even know what you'd call this dance, but uh, there's a lot of... Uh, it's in the middle of everyone else dancing. Twirling around, yeah. <laughs> there's a I, you know, in this dance barn here, there's all these like wooden pillars. I feel like that would get in the way. It's a weird place to it's put like your you'd dance be floor. Bumping into those fucking pillars constantly. How great would it have been if Toby's just like in Spencer's face and he's like, God damn it, Spencer, I have to do this. And he turns around and full walks force straight, walk. yeah. Walks and right then, into a pole. And then he steps out and like steps on like a hoe and it, like mm-hmm. the stick comes up and hits him in the face. God damn it. Exactly that. Yeah. Um, so we find out Jake took Arya home. She changed out of that ridiculous getup. Uh, he, to... he asks if Jake is waiting outside. Ezra does at his place. He's just like that guy's gonna kick my ass. You just need some uh, one scene of like Jake like lifting his shoulder and Ezra flinching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I peed a little bit. That pee and I have inside jokes. Um, yeah. So she changed out of her ridiculous getup. She went over to see him. Um, he is just going to devour every bit of the scene as he tells her. Look at that great sigh. It's he he's acting like he just found out he has terminal cancer or something. You know, like he's just like, "Woe is me! My life is such a struggle." I just found a tumor on my pride and my mm-hmm. balls. And then cut to outside, a uh, black hoodie. We see some red hair, or blonde hair, or blonde hair. Sorry, uh, coming out of the black hoodie is listening in, trying to look through the keyhole, and oh, it's Cece. Because this show is like, yes, there's Cece in a black hoodie being A. Well, then we get an A tag after that. And I want to say, I this may well have been my opinion when we first did this. Because when we did this, we obviously did not know. Mm-hmm. We were not to that point of season six yet. But I was like, well, this would imply to me that Cece is not. Well, because it's, it's like the reversal. Yeah, you know? yeah. They're like, oh, they should. They showed us that Cece was A, so obviously she's not A. And the show's just like, ha ha ha, you dumbasses. <laughs> We're just <laughs> rubbing it right in your face. Yeah. And so- you, we've trained you not to trust what you see. Therefore, we've shown you all this constant evidence that Cece is A, and you're going to ignore it all and focus on Ren. Yeah. So A is knitting sweaters for PLO voodoo dolls, like 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 Jessica would. Um, there's even like a Mona, the Mona Black Putty doll. And then A drives her knitting needles one of them hard. Yeah. I don't know if that really has anything to do with anything else on the show but sure yeah um so yeah that was bring down the hoe for a out of the way and uh let's see what do we want to do for 4b oh wait real quick do we got any feedback uh we got some emails that were mostly about roundtable questions all right uh so 4b what do we want to watch Well, I think the most obvious question is, what is our shadow play tonight? Yes, obviously. Yeah, we're obviously watching shadow play. Um, hmm. I wish that I had like just TV and I would turn it on when I'm bored and I feel I was in syndication because this would be, that would be one of those episodes where it's like, oh, it's on. I always have to watch yeah. this. I almost kind of feel like maybe we should do Free Fall too, the one right after. Mm, yeah, I can see that. Um, I don't know. I feel like all the good ones are right in the middle. Well, like bite your tongue. 
that's the infamous who is this monster episode that's a good one um like i i'm not feeling a strong desire to watch the ones at the end really like unbridled or cover for me or a's for answers really i mean i mean just take it as i love a's for answers i think you want to do that one well i think it's a great finale what Uh, if we did what if we did bite your tongue shadow play free fall and a's for answers you don't want to do the one where uh jake kicks a punching bag full of (laughs) knives are you hurt or are you injured jake Oh, where's the one? That's the same one where Ezra's like yelling at the editor or whatever, the woman in the car. I don't remember what that one is. Might be the same one. Because I yeah. think Jake goes and tells her about it. And she's just mm-hmm. like, Jake, you sound crazy. Ezra would never do that. He's totally ineffectual. He would never yell at a woman in a car. Mm-hmm. So 19, 20, 17, 17, 19, 20, and 24. Uh, yeah. 417, 419, 420, and 424. That sounds good. All right, so yeah, that's what we'll be watching next time. And uh, don't forget, we're doing a roundtable with All Things PLL this upcoming weekend. So if you have any questions you'd like us uh, to ask, probably email them to broswatchpl2 at Mm -hmm. gmail.com. Or if you'd like, uh, if you want to give us any feedback on these uh, episodes we just talked about or the ones that are upcoming, you can email us about that or go to our website page, broswatchpl2.com. Yep and let us know what you're thinking we'll be back this weekend mm-hmm. to talk to all things PLL and then we'll be back next week to talk about shadow play among other things yeah any last thoughts no see you guys then all right bye-bye